Welcome to Nerdables episode 455. Hey, don't forget, Nerdables is sponsored by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Nerdables at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code Nerdables. N-E-R-D-B-I-L-E-S. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool for the job with Manscaped. So on this episode, we discuss the trailers for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, The Bad Batch Season 2, Transformers, The Rise of the Beasts. We also talk about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer and Marvel shaking up the MCU, favoring content over quantity. We also talk about the DCEU and what films are still going to be made. We also discuss Henry Cavill's future with DC or could it be with Marvel? And we also talk about Willow. So we're going to call this one Nerdables episode 455. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Support for Nerdables is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code NERDABLES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping anywhere in the world with the code NERDABLES at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, and we all know I'm not good at math, that's about 14 million balls. Welcome to NERDABLES. I'm R.A. Joining me are Chris, Mikey, and Ethan. Welcome, gentlemen. Hola. Hey, it's our third week with ner- with, with our, it's our third third week with Nerdables. It's wow. our third week with Manscaped. Last time I heard we did over three hundred episodes. We did those all in three weeks. Yeah. That's incredible. This one I can't tell if this is actually number five hundred or four ninety nine because on SoundCloud it says four ninety nine, but on iTunes or you know Apple Podcast it says we're at four ninety eight. Well, SoundCloud doesn't count the toy episode one, so therefore, <laughs> it's four ninety nine. Um, so yeah, this is either the fifth one we produced, or the or the five hundredth one we produced, or the four hundred ninety ninth one. And as you can tell, we've produced, right? really <laughs> got great quality. All right, we've so, become so professional now. Three weeks with Man- Manscaped. I, I had to wait a couple weeks because I, I, you know, it was so smooth that it, you know, it's finally starting to grow hair back. Yeah. Arabella's keeping track of like these quotes. Ew, no, what? stop. Let me finish. That's disgusting. <laughs> Arabella's keeping track of these these quotes I say. You know, like she's no, putting them together. No, God, please, no. No. Or, no. She she's putting together like these weird quotes I say. Uh, and last night we were in the car or something. And we're coming back from Disney. And uh Beth goes, did, did you rub? And I went, no, I, I used the uh, the Manscaped stuff. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, the... the um, Rub. Huh? Rub? Yeah, sometimes... We, my, chafe. I'll chafe. I'll chafe, I'll rub, you know. Um, don't want to rub in the car on the way home from Disney, let me tell you that. <laughs> Not with the kids in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it becomes your disgusting. last trip to Disney. I mean, you got kids in the car, but they're still in spermicidal form. Ew. <laughs> You're going to rub one out? Yeah. All right. Anyway. 
I was trying to say was before it got really crazy is that I used the crop preserver and had no problems the whole day. And the manscaped underwear, you know, on top of it. And I was there. We were there all day long walking around. You know, I had 29,000 steps, I think my watch said. Yeah. So that stuff really works. But I'm, I'm right, you know, Beth, I was just, I wouldn't even think I was tired. I was driving. I said, yes, yeah, the only problem right now is I said, I said, my asshole hairs are growing or starting to itch. They're growing. Because, <laughs> oh, there's a new quote. My asshole hairs are itching. I said, no, they're starting to grow back. I need to shave them again. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. terrible. Uh, the crack hairs. Yes. Is <laughs> that you've got to, you know, it's yeah. like my leg hairs now are starting to grow this back. This has been TMI with Nerdables. <laughs> But, you know, the I good don't thing see is anywhere on the sheet yeah, where it says asshole hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got waterproof, reduced nicks, risk of ingrown hairs. Nothing about ass hairs. I did find a good use for the weed whacker, though. <laughs> Please don't say your asshole. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I shaved the silly off. <laughs> Being Italian, I have caterpillars for eyebrows if I don't maintain them, right? So with using the lawnmower, it helps to keep them down. And then to, to like, make them thinner, you know, more pencil-y than, you know, not using a pencil. But no, but you can use the weed whacker to, almost like you're drawing to remove the hair, the excess yeah, hair around it. Ellie does that. Yeah. I use that around my... Eyebrows, because she thinks I have a eyebrow, so yeah, which is fine. I love how you qualify that she thinks I have an eyebrow. <laughs> Only she does. I got. I, I had that when I was in ninth grade. I think somebody called me a unibrow. And oh that yeah! On, just take a, take a razor right down the center of it, <laughs> and then it grows in thicker and hairier. <laughs> no, you got to keep doing it. Well, yeah, obviously. But yeah, I found I found some interesting ways to use the the manscape stuff. stuff. Don't don't see interesting ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I used it on my head, so my hair clippers. I used it on my head too. I had to use it, and it got closer than my hair clippers. And well, Beth, I think I'll just use it now from now on because it mm-hmm. I like yeah the smoothness of it. So. Beth used it on the back of my neck when she was you know trimming up my, the back of my hair and everything. She's like, "This is amazing." She goes, this really, it feels good in your hand. She goes, but this thing actually yeah. really works really well, better yeah. than any of the others we've used. Yeah, it's good. I th- I say the only difference between my hair clippers and these that I prefer the hair clippers over is because they're larger, so it takes less time to work. Well, yeah, but if you're doing it for your, for, you know, I think Rich is the only one who doesn't shave his head. All three mm-hmm. of the rest of us yeah. do. Yeah. And you, yeah. you want something that's got a little more... Um, Let's get. I have, a, I have enough long four, hair. I have enough hair that, on my head for all th- four. But of it us. helps you. It, it helps you with the upkeep as it starts to kind of grow out. And yeah. Kind of do the worst thing I get is is right there where the ear is. Uh, you know, the, the, yeah. the start of the sideburn really grows. And well, that's it where weird, that's so. where the benefit is be, of yeah. it being smaller. Is you can, can yeah. really get you into get that, that a little bit. And the 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 guide is much easier to use. Mm. So, so you guys shave your head. I just do the rest of my body. Um, so we recorded last week on Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Thursday, the internet blew up. No, no. My internet blew up by the fact yeah, that it stopped working. Yeah, that's right. No, we had, but what I mean is we had 
Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. We had Indiana Jones trailer. Mm-hmm. Transformers. Transformers trailer. Uh, there was another Avatar trailer. The Transformers trailer was a surprise. Yeah. yeah. I didn't watch the Guardians one because I'm going to see it. Right. They were going to release the Bad Batch trailer the same day, but they wanted to wait a week because wait. of Indiana today. Jones, so they released it today. No, yesterday. It was, yeah, like well, today the um, Jedi Survivor game trailer is supposed to drop. Well, it's because, yeah, the they're, it's, adding, it's one of the game shows that it's yeah. at this weekend. Yeah, they showed the cover art yesterday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what that, that image was? But they announced we are getting Bad Batch Season 2 starting January 4th. We know March is... Oh, that was the other thing that dropped. They didn't want to drop Mandalorian and the Mandalorian trailer and the Bad Batch the same day. Makes sense. Because we got the Mandalorian trailer. Trailers are two minutes. Like, yeah. what? I can watch four minutes of Star Wars. But we're getting Mandalorian in March, April... Or, excuse me. We're getting... Uh, Bad Batch in June. Shit! January. <laughs> and in March, when it's over, is when we will get Bad Batch. No. No. <laughs> Mandalorian. We get Bad, Bad, Bad Batch, Batch January. January. Mandalorian, Mandalorian is March. March. Jesus Christ. And then from there, we don't know. Sometime in 2023, we're getting Ahsoka. Which that, I don't Probably understand. Fall. I don't understand that because we're right now... We've had the first book of the second part of the High Order, High Republic. I cannot fucking talk this no, weekend. What does that have to do with Ahsoka? Because Ahsoka, no, I'm sorry, no. The Alkalite is like 2024. The Alkalite is 2024, but it just started filming. That's what it was. Ahsoka has Did it even start? I thought it just started like pre-production. No, they just started filming. Because it's actually a little bit what it would be, but yeah. They've shown a couple pictures from the set. Oh, was it? Um, what was that game that we saw the trailer for last uh, last year? The one with the, the drums at the beginning, with that big you know. Wasn't that a game trailer that we saw for? What was that for? All of a sudden, I can't remember. It wasn't uh, Jedi Survivor thing. No. What the heck was that? It was a Star there Wars. There was a thing. Star Wars thing. Because at first, when I first saw the the first seconds of it, I'm like, oh wait, is this the Alkalite? Um, there you go. Your your mic was pointing one way. You, Mike was one way. Mike was the other. That's probably why the thing. Jeez, the damn it, Mikey! God, man. You would think after four hundred ninety nine slash five hundred episodes, you know. been on six of them. Calm down. <laughs> there there was a, a um. What was that? Now I can't I can't remember what it was. I don't know. It's just weird now that no one said anything since. Doesn't seem like. Well, they went through a lot of restructuring too, with the a games lot of stuff. because. Ubisoft was, was supposed. Ubisoft f- was supposed to be making a game, and then, but wasn't this the first thing that was done after the, the the kind of reshuffle? Oh no, that's what it was. It was the Ubisoft game. Yeah, but they didn't really have anything. They just had drums, and then they showed a logo. Eclipse. Yeah, yes. that's what it was. That's so what I thought it was. it was the alkali because it had that same kind of thing in the C. Right. There we go. Um, Look at Mikey saving the day. Yeah. Mystery solved. I did that yesterday, too, at the UPS store. Scooby-dooby-doo. <laughs> found a high value that they misplaced. Yeah, well, there's no, nothing you can do to save the DCEU movies. Are we going to talk we about found, the trailers you just mentioned, or are we just going to jump subjects? Okay, we talk about trailers. We can talk about well, trailers. Well, you there, and they're just like... But just, just, Mikey just made me think of the, the DCEU... When I know we go on that. tangents like crazy, and then we don't go back to something. You had a structure <laughs> sure. for it. Like, okay. here's all these trailers. Bad Batch trailer. 
Bad Batch trailer was the last one. Very last one. We'll go with that first. Okay. I like it. I wish they would have kept um, a little bit. Uh, not shown. The last part of it? Uh, or the, the no, Senate? The Wookiee. I don't care what oh, Senate. the Wookiee, yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. The, I would have been fine with being surprised about that. But there's yeah. no surprises left. I know, I know. Um, it's very interesting how when you see a island or a beach now in Star Wars that it kind of takes you right out of it. For some reason, it doesn't seem like it's Star Wars-ish. So is that the crab rave <laughs> at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> I, think the, I think Rogue One threw that all out. Like, you see something like that, it's, but very, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's it's very Star Wars to be, look, if we're going to have planets made out of sand yeah. and ice, which would never exist. Right. If you're, you, the, the, Physics does not exist in the Star Wars universe. Starships don't move like that. No, I get that. Um, so when I see it, I don't think anything of it. I mean, there's obviously planets that have that kind of It just, for, for a minute, it just takes me out because it's not something where we've seen a lot of. Not everything is a harsh environment. No, I know, but it seems like everything in the Star Wars universe is a harsh if environment. You're, if you're in, if you're in the a Empire a year before the Death Star blows up, you're trying to get to Scarif. You're just like, yeah, yeah oh, I want that Scarif one because I can take off my short trooper armor and just sit there in my Manscaped boxers on the beach getting a tan, and then my skin matches my uniform, <laughs> and that kind of golden brown, getting all the ladies. Oh, did you see? There. Did you see somebody? Like, no women in the empire. Somebody put up that when the explosion of the Death Star two, right, and then they put nuclear explosion with it or something. It was a meme, and then the next image is from Episode nine, the remnants of the throne room. But how is this put together? And then it shows Obi Wan looking very confused. How is this left together if this happened? You know, when a nuclear explosion blo- you know happens. There's still pieces of things that are, are still intact. Right. Look at Chernobyl. There I was think the, the more interesting thing is the fact that Endor would be completely and utterly inhabitable if that if the remnants of the Death Star two actually crashed to it. Here's the thing: is I'm explain all this very easily. It's a movie. <laughs> yes, I know. It's real, damn it! It's a movie that it. it we'll put it this: it's, it's a, a series. It's a ser- No, it's a series of movies. That are able to pivot and change to fit a new storyline. Sure. I mean, that's where we're at, right? We've had Dave Filoni rewrite tons of canon because that's the story he wants to tell. Mm-hmm. Is the is that thing that I saw that Dave or no John Farvel's directing all the episodes of Mandalorian season three? Is that correct or is that a meme? I think that's a meme. Okay. Because that would I like I like the fact they have different directors. Um, I, from what I from what I from what celebration seemed was. There was other directors. Yeah, there probably is. Um, but in the sense of... In fact, I know me, there it are. It made me think of it because it was something like... Whatever it was, was like episode one through four of the season was da- was uh, John Farvro, and then six and seven was listed as John Farvro and Dave Filoni as the directors. And That's then it was just... John Farvro to the end. Um, I can't imagine if they didn't do the first season, do all the first season, not going to do all this. My point was, is Dave Filoni as a writer, is that Dave Filoni rewrites stuff as the story fits. He sure. wants to put Kanan in it, throw out the comic book. He wants to change Ahsoka. That book is just destroyed six ways from Sunday now. Um, so there's not destroyed. It's still a good book. It's I just forgot that idea. expression. Six, to, six, six ways, ways from, from Sunday. Sunday? Oh, yeah. It's very okay. westernish, doesn't it? Yeah. I, love that. I love that expression. You know, all the time. Six ways from Sunday sounds like a movie title. Yeah. But it's is. like, what is six ways from Sunday? Is he talking about the other days of the week? I think so. 
But then, I think it's you're trying to get to Sunday and you're still six days away from it. Yeah. I don't know. True. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Continue. When you learn the origins of through the nose, that one's fun. Um, it's just movies are going to, when you have a franchise, and, and as I've said before, franchise that's four decades old, things are going to change. Nothing can be consistent because it's not real life. You know, mm-hmm. you can make movies differently. You can, you know, change things that you want. So, yes, it, the Death Star 2, for what we saw on the screen in 1983, 4, mm-hmm. is just specks of of debris that are filling the galaxy. And then now we know that there's a giant superstructure that landed on a planet that wasn't there before. Um, that's the other thing. It's like, it's not Endor. Like, what, where did this planet come from? Well, Endor's not Endor. It's a sanctuary moon. Yes, it's the moon of the planet Endor. But this isn't the planet Endor either. No, this is another moon of yeah. Endor. Where, where? How far did this thing get? What is this? So again, when you start to, do, to talk about those things, you know, I got into some of it on Twitter about, you know, being able to fly a spacecraft, just jumping in and flying a spacecraft immediately. And, you know, even if you had a little thing at home, it's like, yeah, that's if you were in a little, you know, your little pedal wheel thing and then you get in a car and you can drive the car as an expert but it's also none of those spacecrafts exist the space mm-hmm. you know that's not a way a spacecraft moves you didn't see the space shuttle you know challenger isn't coming in and doing barrel rolls and no, coming it's, up it's and down staying static and the whole universe revolves around <laughs> yeah, it as that's two that's drama the, the, the universe is doing a barrel roll so it's just been yeah, the earth you is know, flat remember and the idea that we we don't you know we we, the sun goes we don't take us. anything that writers give you anymore. You did when you were six. Whatever the writers put on the screen, you just accepted it because that's was that was there. <laughs> it's so yeah. it's a big fight against the. It's if you want to have the the greater zygist of it is the new way of adults rejecting authority, authoritative figures, and authority over a subject of just mm, your writers are telling you what the story is because they're the writers, but you're telling them no, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Well, did you see where uh, Lawrence Kasdan said that he? It's fake <laughs> news. Yeah. And Lawrence Kasdan said that there's a plot hole. There's a huge plot hole in Solo that he was intending to correct. Yeah, but the reason that plot hole exists is you have because to have it's because Amelia Clark was a major player in. This. Yeah, you don't throw her away for the last two thirds of the story. Right. I mean, that's there's a lot of stuff like that. I mean, there's just you know why are these people here? Why do they come this way? And, and you have to, I got caught up in, um, oh, what is it? Is it not GQ? One of the YouTube channels has a series of, you know, like where warfare experts rate jungle warfare scenes. Right. Uh, swords masters. And, and one of the great things, I watched the sword one and they said kind of the thing that I've said for a long time. He's watching the sword fight. And like none of these moves work. Yeah. Like, you don't sweep out a sword four feet away from you this way to try to blow someone. The sword has a pointy end for a reason. Yeah. You're supposed to stab people with it. If you have a broad sword, yeah, you would swing it, but you're not going way out. You lose all your energy. Right. You're trying to do big moves like that. But he also says in the middle of it is, but it's also a movie. Right. Sword fighting is not visually interesting. A real sword fight put into a frame doesn't look good. Right. Because it's just, it looks kind of like what... It's probably what the, super quick. Yeah. With the end of... Um, it's always a joke because White Chocolate talked about this when we saw Blade the first time. That final battle with Frost is awful. 
because it's a it's a frame like you see their two chins right next to each other and just ching 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 they're just kind of clicking each other. It's terrible. It looks stupid, but more than likely, that's actually a real sword fight where you're just there. Well, it's and not you're just so choreographed. I mean, it's very. But it's clunky. also you're using your wrists in that type of sword yeah. fight. You're not like doing big sweeping motions. If you're using broadsword, you are. If, if when using broadswords are not what we think of as a sword, as a cutting sword. A broadsword is a melee weapon. Correct. They're so big and they're so heavy because well, they were hitting. the broadsword, you couldn't swing out that far because they were so heavy. Well, well no, you, you could, could because, well, it, well, because most of the time with a broadsword, you were on horseback. Yeah, it's, it's also, people then, incredibly strong. Yeah. There's a great thing in Michael Crichton's timeline book when they go back to a medieval era and the first thing they notice is like, these dudes are massively strong because their weapons are so strong. They're massively short and strong. Yeah. A broadsword is a melee weapon because it's actually meant to knock knights down. Mm. It's not supposed to cut the armor. It's not a can opener. Right. It's supposed to knock them down, and then you can stab them with it while they're on the ground. Mm -hmm. So to be able to flip it, lift it over your head, and puncture someone with the pointy end. But the first thing you have to do is you have to get that person. Because if you point at them as they're standing, they're just going to move backwards. Because it won't pierce that armor unless it has that force of gravity mm -hmm. as well. It's not till you get to uh, to ancient Japan and the katana yes, that you that start to have super strong styles the way and that forms. they changed it. Because it's also one of the ones I watched is, I think it was about court, uh, close sword fighting. It's like swords broke all the time in Europe because they weren't made well. Mm -hmm. Swords in Japan are folded and folded and folded and folded and folded. I mean, that's the sword masters were high artists. They were people that were in the upper class mm -hmm. and they were using these different um, techniques, these new techniques of folding the steel over and over and over again. It's also the kind of metal that they were using. The kind of metal they're using, the fact that they sharpen it, you know, in a different way where you could cut through skin, cut through muscle, and Leather. even cut through bone. Um, take people's heads off with it in a single stroke sometimes. Mm. You, know, you really can't do that. You're not going to cut that that way, but... That's, it's just interesting to see, you know, again, what's visually up there is very different than they what... They couldn't count like Manscaped. Cut. The reality, too. Um, the, the Warfare ones are interesting because they're just like, what the hell are these guys doing? These guys are way too loud. And it's used to look at the sniper thing. I'm like, there's no way you can tell. That he's, you know, he's hitting this guy at like half a mile. He's like, you don't know if he's dead. He, he's like, I don't know. You, you shoot at somebody. You know you're shooting at him. You just The other guy just falls to the ground. Mm -hmm. He's not even hit. He just falls to the ground to fake you out so that you'll move closer, and then he just pops up and shoots you. So it was an interesting thing to see. But it's also it also says he he does the um the one of the sword guys does uh uh, uh last Jedi the fight in there. He's like this looks great. I love this fight. I love the anger. I love the the emotion that's in it. None of these moves work. No, <laughs> like he's, and I've said it. I've watched so many. Of, if you go back and watch some of these, especially in the, in the prequels. Look where the sword would go through if it's not blocked. Mm -hmm. It's still not hitting them. Mm -hmm. Like they're, you know, you'll see the guys that are that are doing it in front of cons and stuff, and it's always these things that are like six feet over people's heads and cluck cluck cluck. Like, what are you doing? Well, it's that just, doesn't work. The greatest, you know, when Indy takes out his uh, his revolver and shoots the guy with the sword, you know, right? That, that was the, one of these. Like you're, you're spinning these things. I don't understand any of it. Yeah. They did the Princess Bride. Well, and they did that that the fencing one, and he's like, "This is the best scene. This is like my favorite combat scene. The sword play is stupid, but the dialogue is so good. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it really is, and it, it reinforces it that they're not really fighting. 
Right. Mm -hmm. They're just playing with each other. And that's what the dialogue reinforces from it is that they're really not trying to kill each other at all. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, to get to the end when he finally just disarms him and knocks him on the head. So that was, it was just interesting to see. I'm not really right handed. Ha ha. Well, here's the secret for you. Neither am I. Ha ha. He has to say, like, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. It just sort of like doesn't really matter. One of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. Every aspect of it. That's the movie that uh, for so long when, when FXM used to play real movies and they had no commercials or anything, mm-hmm. every time, I, I wherever I was, and when I clicked on it, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm staying here. Mm-hmm. All right. What did you think of the Indiana Jones trailer? That's a lot of crap in there. A There's lot a lot of, of people that think of that the Dial of Destiny is time travel. It is. I think that too. But it's... Based off of the trailer. Probably <laughs> too good. The trailer. The trailer, because it got me excited for a movie that has as much chance of being as terrible as four mm-hmm. as it does as being as good as one. You three. said getting, remember we were talking about getting excited about mm-hmm. upcoming movies. There were aspects of that trailer, though, that reminded me of four. And I'm like, ah. So there's the one, some of the stuff that reminded me of four is actually what I wanted more. From Crystal Skull, which is him being older, okay. and this change of we we did a Nerdables in like that first year, Except and I think Travis so was there. Yeah, I think Travis was there when I was talking about what I wanted was more of him seeing how the world had changed post war and realizing that he's now the relic. These yeah. adventures are fun, and then we fought the Nazis, and then the Nazis killed six million people, yeah. and they tried to take over the entire globe, and they they gave the the impetus for the Japanese to attack the United States. What does that mean in the 50s? You know, where people, everyone's back in the war, it's great and everything, but there were also people that fought in the war and, and the stuff that he did for the OSS to come back and like, what the hell am I doing getting idols out of a jungle in South America? Right. Like the stakes are different at that time. And they just sort of, there's one conversation that he has with the other guy. Because Raiders is 38, right? All of them are before the war. Yes. No, I knew that. I know that. But I was just trying to think of how close before the war. I think Last Crusade is the last. Last Crusade and I think, is I think during thirty eight. I, I thought it's it was during because that's when it's the, before the United States gets in. Oh, it's definitely so before it's they get in. But, but Europe, Hitler, been, Hitler's. Hit, remember with, with the burning of the books and everything. He's like already that. he's already invaded Poland. I yes, think, by then I think that's when. Uh, yeah, because that's the big thing when he invades Poland. That's kind of like oh shit, he's not he's not fooling around. Right, like he's headed towards Russia idiot um no i'm not kanye i'm glad he's an idiot <laughs> you know he is he's like a cartoon villain that always makes that mistake that you're he's, still like oh, he's cobra commander yeah and he gets like let's go to russia no it's nah, winter you, you dumbass time, russia we get to russian soil what happened oh it's cold. what voice was that it's supposed to be yeah, skeletor it sounded like skeletor <laughs> it was closer to skeletor yeah he man now, if you do cover commander, you got to do the S's. It has to be higher pitch, though, too. Both of them have yeah. to be higher pitch. Uh, Skeletor. Skeletor! <laughs> no, that's, that is not Skeletor. <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, I, there's a, there's a, I have a phrase that gets me into it. I don't think Skeletor is as high pitch as cover commander. but No, it's but he's close. He's close. Probably within an octave. I can't. I can't get to it now. I've got. A, there's. I forgot the phrase. I have a cat. I have a the certain phrase. phrase. That pays. 
There's a phrase I have. There are a that's, lot what of we need. that's what we need, that contest. We said five bucks if they catch the <laughs> phrase that pays. <laughs> when you hear the phrase that pays, call 1-800. Welcome to K105. Catch the phrase that pays. And we're um, back. <laughs> yeah, right, Mikey, are you talking about the scene in there when he's like, it, it's the at the end of World War II where, you know, it's the, the classic streets of New York. Everybody's out and kissing. and See, that's the, that's the part that I actually liked, right. the idea that his world is changing, that he's in this city environment. Yeah, you know, more so he's in a college in the middle of nowhere. He's in a suburb, which is Marshall College. Um, and then all of a sudden, now he's in like New York City, and yes. I'm hoping for that kind of change. And it does look like there's it, it, they're traveling through time. I don't think they are. I don't think I, they're traveling through time. I think the use. Of I think dial... that, well, they did say that there are there are some scenes uh, with him where they are doing the deep fake. Yeah, because they're showing scenes that are earlier. I th- they're right. going to have to establish his relationship with Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character. Yes, I understand that. That's the goddaughter. We don't know who she's the daughter of. Right. Um, they have been pretty adamant that it's not his. Yes. Um, it's Mutt. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, because this is supposed to take place in the 60s. I'm kind of wondering if there is a reference to Mutt. That he's dead? Yeah, I killed him. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I he fell out. He fell, out <laughs> he fell off the vine in the tree. <laughs> But wouldn't it he be interesting, though, if, if he doesn't if want they Phoebe don't, if, going on a mission with him because of what happened, because his son they died? don't reference Marion and Mutt, then it feels like they're disavowing for. Sure. Completely. Which they may do. You know. You know there's a scene in it where he walks by a department store and he sees a fridge and he goes, yeah. <laughs> that thing saved my damn life. <laughs> How would you like this fridge? It works. Uh, Does it can't survive a nuclear explosion. He opens up, looks through it, and uh, it's it looks not safe like, enough. I'm, I'm, I'm I was always interested in it because Spielberg's not doing it in a way. Like that's sort of one of the interesting things to me is having James Mangold do it. Yeah, and just oh, to yeah. see what it would really be. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Spielberg's just the executive producer. But um, I mean, I think James Mangold has you know proven that he's able to do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm excited for it. Spielberg's the executive producer, and pretty much the way that Lucas is the executive producer on the newer Star Wars. Yeah, it's the fact that it's consultation basically. Well, it's it's you, you can't do it without his approval. Correct, basically, and yeah. he's kind of got a. Lucas is going to be an executive producer on this, and he's not involved. No, it's just because he was there for the. You know. I'm sure he read the script. Mm-hmm. He probably made some notes and and stuff like that. But he having, consulted having a director, having a different director do it is something that I actually I really like. Well, he did Old Man Logan, um, Logan right? Yeah. yeah, he did. Didn't he do Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah, is I that Mangold? So. Did he um, do? Um, did he do? A D do. Anyone in Southern California it, knows who the hell we're talking about. He did the Kingsman, didn't he? Or was I that? So, yeah. I don't think that was him. I think that was somebody else. I thought that was him. Could be. I don't know. Director. Um, Ferrari. He did. The, oh yes. He did the Wolverine also. Yeah, that's he, right. He did Ford versus Ferrari. He did Three Ten to Yuma, the remake. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Three Ten to Yuma is really good. Line. But he did Kate and Leopold. Uh, and Girl Interrupted. Uh, I saw Girl. Wait, which one is Girl Interrupted? Girl Interrupted was good. Oh, I know. Nona Ryder and uh, um, no, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. No, Matthew, Matthew Vaughn did uh, Kingsman. Yeah. yeah. Identity. Uh, I've seen a lot of James Mangle films. Um, Identity was good. No, but so I. I I like the trailer a lot, it, which scares me, in a way, because I, I don't want to be disappointed. And I know a lot of, you know, someone said it's like that's a terrible. The first thing I thought of, 
It's, like, it's, and I'm not the person that's like, oh, no, Crystal Skull ruined my childhood. No, it didn't. It was disappointing because I wanted more and I didn't get it. Huh. The first thing I thought of when I saw this trailer was, uh, there's a movie I'm excited for. You know, I know we've been talking about, I was are super we excited interested, for movies? Yeah, I was, I was super interested in it. Like I said, it's the, kind of that difference. Because it's Beth, like, Beth, we Beth, know we're, we're, we're getting, you know, Avatar 2 opens like two weeks from now. I'm not excited for that film. Right. But I'll see it because I'm interested in it. Yes. I think, it's, you know, the first one is not a complete disaster. It's not my favorite. But I'm interested to see where they go well, and what they do. It's a complete disaster. Well, it's funny because Beth watched the trailer with me. And she's, she looked at me and she goes, are you excited for it? And I went, yeah, I'm really excited for it. It looks really good. She goes, but are you afraid after the other one? I said, yes, I am afraid for it. I said, what do you think of it? She goes, I, I I like the Indiana Jones movies, but I'm after the fourth one, I don't know about this one. I think it looks like it's a feel. better take on it. I don't know. It has like, a it, different it might vibe. Not be so out and there I think, how the fourth one was. Yeah. And the caricature villain with Cap, Kate Blanchett's it wasn't just a caricature like, villain. It was there was also situations that were my right. my not problem, but one of the things that I think is different <coughs> that can be different here that's different than four is yes, Ford was the central part of so much of the humor, mm-hmm. the slapstickness. Like part of the reason that three Last Crusade kept dropping as I grew older, was it so campy in so many places? Sure. You know, you got that great motorcycle chase scene, and then the, you know, the then you get the, the, the plane. It, well, the umbrella with the birds, the umbrella with the birds is fine. It's him going through the tunnel. Yeah. I hate that oh, scene. When they're side by side. Yeah, and he's looking, oh, oh, it's so dumb. Like, yeah. when it's dialogue stuff where it's him and his dad, the stuff in, you know, when they set the room on fire, the dialogue there... What I hope for in this one is when they're that's going around to be that's going to be Phoebe Waller Bridges part of the film, sure. And that Ford goes back to playing more of the straight man like he did that's in the good. first two because she's good at deadpan. Yes, and I could see that just dry humor. Also. That's what I'm hoping for. Fit. That's also she's a good writer and she helped yeah. write the script. So okay, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I didn't see. It. I'll see the movie. I it's it's just like I know what I'm getting in a James Gunn Guardians film. There's a lot of people because of some of the stuff that was shown in that. That's the other thing. I heard like so much of it is like given to you so quickly. Well, it, it I don't know. And See, I know I'm probably not going to be able to, to avoid it for another, what, eight months or whatever. So well, I'll probably I, end up seeing it. But it was not something I sought out to see where when I saw the, oh, the indie trailers on my Facebook thing, I shut down Facebook. I opened the TV at work. Mm-hmm. Went to YouTube, found it, and we watched it on the bigger screen up there. And I was like, okay, that looks awesome. See, with the Guardians one, there's a lot of people saying, and, and I'm only going to say this because it's I, I think it's a red herring, is everybody th- is, is assuming that Rocket is going to die in it because of what they were showing on it. Uh, it's a red It's a red herring. Even if that's he does. A, you can assume all you want. It doesn't. Sh- that's just a huge assumption. Right. But the other thing is, that. and that's the one thing that the Marvel Universe has given us, unfortunately, is even if he does, who cares? Because nobody dies in the Marvel right. Universe. One Except character, you're a villain. One character that you care about his death hasn't been undone yet, and that's Iron Man, and that's it. Everybody else that's died, 
Groot was dead for four minutes. You know, Gamora's dead for half a film. Uh, well, Black Widow is dead in terms of chronology. We still got a Black Widow film after but she died. Dead. This is a different but Gamora. You, you don't lose that character. You still get Gamora. Yeah. Killmonger. You still got him in, in Wakanda Forever. Though. He's in Wakanda yeah. Forever. There's, death does not mean anything in the MCU, just as it doesn't in comics. So you can tell me that Rocket dies. I guarantee you, because they're playing with that cyclical end it where you start. Peter David used to talk about this when he was writing um, Star Trek novels in the 80s and 90s. Yes. Was the mandate from Paramount was it has to end where it started. Right. If you start on the bridge and Kirk and Spock and everyone are alive, that's where you end. Yeah. The Enterprise has to be perfect. You have to put all the toys back in the box. uh, John Jackson Miller talks about this when you're writing for franchises is in a lot of cases, you have to put all the toys back in the box right. going forward. What Star Wars Publishing did very well is they found moments, which unfortunately ended up usually being Kevin J. Anderson, where you're like, uh-huh. you can play around with this and do something different, and it can change. And then especially as they got towards later, you know, you can kill Chewbacca, you can kill all of Han's children. Jesus. Um, <laughs> well, it's technically putting everything back in the box except for killing Chewbacca. Well, but that's the thing is that's a major part the death of Chewbacca goes all the way through the new Jedi order. Right. That's a major change that would have never happened in a lot of other franchises. Sure. But even he, you know, like when he was writing Kenobi, he, he did talk about the panel that I saw him in celebration in 2015, where he said he still had to have, I had to get Kenobi. I I knew where Kenobi was when he started. Mm -hmm. He was the, he didn't say it, but the idea that, you know, the PTSD loner protector on a planet who's lost but at the end, he had to be the serene protector that was going to be able to stay there. Right. I had to fit him into the holes of episode three and episode four. I wasn't allowed to change him. Right. Just like, you know, we're watching this show. As we're watching the Kenobi show, like, well, you can't really leave him like that. Right. I mean, you can if you're going to do more seasons. But you can't tell me that at the end of that show, he's like, <sighs> I'm never going to use my lightsaber again. I'm never going to help. And it was like, that's not the Kenobi we get in episode four. Right. It's the danger of prequels all the time. Like you're trying to fit people into these holes. Sure. Um, So for, for like the MCU, it does really feel like somebody else is going to use those characters. It may not be another guardians film. Right. They're going to show up somewhere. Now, are you taking rocket off the table? Unlikely. It's just like Batman and Spider-Man keep on. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that I absolutely love. Nolan's trilogy is it is a trilogy for sure. that Batman character. And there's an ending. One of the reasons I love dark Knight rises is there is an ending, mm-hmm. the happy ending, you know, whether you want to choose to believe that that's the, <coughs> the actual reality or if that's his vision or whatever, I think Nolan has said, no, that's it. That's that really is what happens. He's yeah. there in, in Italy having, you know, espresso with, uh, you can always come Selena back and, you know, some, if another villain right. shows up. Okay. We also found out this week, well, there's a couple more trailers, but we're talking about the MCU. We found out that, what? The McU. The McU. We found out that they've put things on hold to reevaluate after all the problems with MCU phase four of quantity over quality. Now they've stopped and, and said, okay, we need to go back to making quality projects. I don't believe that at all. You don't think so? I don't, I don't think that's a change. It's just like, that's what we're doing. Do you think they set out to make all of these bad? I don't think they're that bad. That's the thing. That's what, right. it, like, I think this is a lot of... I just watched Thor again last, the, uh, last weekend. 
And Love and Thunder? Yeah. Love and Thunder's awful. And it hurts my soul to say that. It's not great. It's awful. But it's still better than any of the DCEU films. A floating pile of turd is better than 99% <laughs> of the DCEU films. Over, uh, including a floating, guns, a floating title. title uh, per, including I'll guns. Love and Thunder over uh, two. I, the only reason I'll take I take it over, it over two. I, I, the only reason I take it over two is it's got kind of the humor. I take it here's, over Iron Man three. Here's the problem. And two. Um, the problem that I Sorry, have with Love and Thunder is is <laughs> it's sort of like my disdain for episode nine is just the disappointment uh, in it. I was so excited for Taika Waititi to do this, and I don't like the way he changed Thor. Thor is a fucking buffoon for two thirds of that film. Like mm-hmm. we've we've been following him through all this and everything he's been through, everything he's been through in in Endgame and Infinity War, right. everything he went through in in Ragnarok. What I love in Ragnarok is it has all this humor, but it has a ton of heart. All of his scenes with Anthony Hopkins, mwah, well, absolutely yeah. fantastic. But see, that's kind of what. But it doesn't watching have it the second here. time. I still got that. Thor still does not know who he is. He, you know, he. I mean, he knows. I he, feel like it's a regression. He's lost his place in the universe. But the, 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 you don't even the well, Guardians it, kind of say that. Basically, to him. you bring him back. To, he hasn't exited out of the mind frame of after Infinity War. Like he's still that. You're putting. But that's the thing is you you put him together. Sense. But that's the, the beginning of the film is like oh here he is he's back, but it's not even his body. It's not. It's just he's so dumb. And the things that should be serious or not serious, the well, things even that are not serious like, or should know, be... Come on, dude. Wasn't he sort of dumb in number one, though? Like, yes, but that's number one. Yeah, I know. I, he's I, been I through yeah, so yeah. much. He's the goddamn king of, of Asgard, for fuck's yeah. sake. You know, he's supposed to be. He, he gives right. it up. I but mean, the idea, well, that's where get, he goes to. I don't recall what parts of uh, Love and Thunder where he's dumb. Just because I, I only saw that it after, once. After the, the entire the, beginning... Yeah, I mean it's he's just oh, kind he's of, just you know with the but it, hold on it, it's it goes through when he when the the, the the shadow creatures attack the town and he's having the town meeting and mm. he's just like you know Ooh. it's just the oh. speeches if you watch the speeches there of kind of her, what the speeches that he gives Tessa Thompson's character in uh, Ragnarok yeah. are so different that confidence that he has there mm. it's still kind of like you kind of giggle at it because it's so overconfident and boastful, yeah. but you get that he means it. And it all comes to where he's, he's brought low again, just as he is in the first one, just as he is in the second well, one, just first. as he is when he's, when he's fighting Hela and he sees Odin. And when he tells him, he's like, I'm not as strong as you. And, and right. Odin tells him, no, you're right. You're not as strong as me. You're stronger. And that scene is just, oh, well, it gives me, it gives me goosebumps right, now. Maybe you just don't have that at all. Like That's that, me. You don't. And the end, the end of the film to me doesn't earn itself at all. No. When it tries to get to that point, when it tries to get to that point with Gore and mm-hmm. guys get to the point with the daughter and all of that, it just doesn't. It, I may, it, it may be because I was wanting so much more or I expected so much more. And I'll give that. I've always tried to admit my biases. I wanted that film to be so much better. Yeah. And it just wasn't to me. And I felt it didn't earn the third act at all. Um. I had a, the bigger problem I had was Zeus. And that, you know, that whole situation was just, it's just too cartoonish. What's, what's funny is, you know, afterwards they released the the deleted scene with Zeus and it's a complete flip on his character, Mm. which worked so much better. I think there is, there's supposedly a near four hour cut of that film. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Taka Watiti has said that he he shot so much more and he had trouble cutting it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's so short is because he's like, well, if I can't keep this, then I can't keep this. Right. You know, if I have to dump that Zeus scene, I have this to dump to all the else. scenes where yeah. Zeus is serious because now nothing works. Yeah. And so I would <laughs> I would kill for a director's cut of that film. But it's the sort of thing. Release it's the like, yeah, <laughs> release the white cut in black and white. Yeah, <laughs> some of that film isn't black and white. So, and they acknowledged it. Where'd the color go? Yeah. Um, I just thought it was you know interesting because you know we that's the that was the big one where everybody went okay wait a minute no Things there, are getting out there of is a little bit of you know fatigue I think even though the movies are not bad. I think say, but is. there's just too much. Because there's a there. lot of people. Did you want to see the the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? Not yet. It's the Marvel machine. Yes, it is. But there's even we talked about that, that's, that's what, that's what said. She-Hulk actually acknowledged is this yeah. whole thing in it. Right, but She-Hulk does it in a way that questions whether we should be watching any Marvel films anyway. Um, so is, is like I said two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we started talking about this. Fatigue is such a strong word, but there's also something. What I said last week. I know that I've already seen my top 10 Marvel films. I know it's going to take a miracle to break those top 10 because the feeling around it, part of the reason that Empire Strikes Back is my favorite film is it's one of my favorite film experiences. Part of the reason that Rogue One is one of my favorite ones is a part of that experience of going to see it and what was happening at the time. That cultural Zygus that we felt for those leading up to Infinity War at Endgame. That ain't coming back. Nothing they're going to put on that screen is going to be like, oh man, I haven't seen not that from, before. Not from Marvel. Not from Marvel. And you know, you're ever going to miss something like, oh, I haven't yeah. seen that before. Yeah. I haven't seen that before. And so some of the things, and admitted, Loki's my favorite Disney plus Marvel series because Tom Hiddleston's in it. Because I go back to this character I love and this type of situation that, that I love and the, the things that are around him. And what Loki's doing, so it may not be the best written, it may not be the best act. Well, it's the best actor because Tom Hiddleston's in it. It may not be this one that everyone's like, "Oh my god," you know. But both that and WandaVision are my two favorites because I wanted to be home with those characters again. Not that I don't like Shang Chi. Not that I didn't be okay with Eternals. Um, but it just don't. I'm not going to have that connection. Right. I'm never going to have Winter Soldier again where we go and see it and he's on the Lumerian star being a fucking ninja and shit. And I have all new way that they're you're shooting action, how quick it is. The no, the way he uses the shield. And I'm like, I'm watching there sitting next to him going, this is totally different. This feels so much different than cap. This feels so much different than Avengers. This is an action picture. The way he moves, the fighting, his fight with Batrock is amazing. Like, mm, ah, chef's kisses all over the place. Sorry, Batrock the Deeper. Um, and that film, that experience isn't, I'm not going to have that again. And that's okay. I, I, as long as I know that, yeah. I can enjoy the films for what they are. I enjoyed Love and Thunder. I didn't love it. Or Thunder It. Or Thunder It. Um, I guess I thundered it because I never saw it. You know, it's the only Thor film I didn't see twice in the theaters. I saw Dark World twice, for God's sakes. Um what? I love Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think I saw it with two different people, if I remember right. If someone else wanted to see it, I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. Um, 
And so that going through that actually helps because I'm like, I'm not waiting for that 11 out of 10 that's going to smash that sort of thing. Mm. Like I'm never getting Endgame back. We're never getting Infinity War. We're never getting that moment of being in a theater when Cap grabs that hammer and I scream so loud the other theater heard me. That's not happening. Mm. And that's okay. I got it. I can't keep trying to replicate it. You're still trying to fill. I think a lot of fans try to fill that same hole Do you see over and over again. And when they don't, Hugh Jackman is going to save the MCU. Hugh Jackman's not even going to be in the MCU, really. They they're they're assuming that that the Deadpool movie is going to make it where Hugh Jackman is the Wolverine in the MCU. I have a feeling it's not even going to be in the MCU. I think it. I, I think he's traveling the multiverse. Honestly, I think. And they end up in the MCU. What if that film is just two hours of them talking in a living room? Oh my god, it'd be great. Yeah. Be, the, the the people that are just—it's just a Family Guy episode. We're like, remember when I stabbed that guy in the heart in the kitchen, and they just go to X two where he stabs the dude in the heart. I, I would love it because there are so many people that are just. Oh my god, it's just they're they're rem- you have member berries. Yeah, you have so much money that you can pull a fast one on the entire MCU crowd, and you'd be fine with it, like. Gotcha, bitches, and that's it. <laughs> um, Just the two of them sitting there talking for hours. What did you think about the Transformers trailer? It's Transformers. It looks, <laughs> it looks like a Michael Bay movie. You think so? Yeah. Didn't to me. Looks the same to me. It looks pretty much like the other Transformer movies. It's closer to Bumblebee. It's a little closer to Bumblebee. Why do you think it's a closer little. to Bumblebee? Bumblebee looks like it. Too. I mean, the Transformers look like the Bay Transformers. The... What gives you the vibe that it's going to be... Bumblebee was different than the, the Decepticons in that. Bumblebee was different because there weren't much Decepticons yeah, in it. I liked Bumblebee. And there was a lot of people. It was an 80s film. I don't this, think this is an 80s film. This is 90s. This takes place in the 90s. Then we're in trouble. Because a lot of those 90s films that are people like, oh, they suck. This takes place... So they, they, do, you, do, you have, do you have like a, a huge love for ID4? Are you one of those people that still think no, that's a great God, movie? No, that I, movie I, is ass. No, no. I... Watch the trailer again today, and I'm like, I, I just want it to be a one and done. Just, oh, I think just, it is. Uh, and not an overarching, the darkness, or whatever the hell it was. With I don't even remember. The, the I saw it. And and oh, no, no. This, I, I'm pretty shit. sure this is a one and done. Just be done with it. Just like Bumblebee. I Bumblebee have a feeling they're not finishing done. the beasts in one. I, I think they're doing their oh, own Oh, no, movie. I don't think so. No, no. I, I, I think, I think this be... is a one and done because... Hasbro wants to do a reset. Hasbro's been talking about a reset for five yeah. years. It's been taken forever. Remember, Paramount's the one who keeps do saying you no. Remember when, can, do you remember when three was this. supposed to be Michael Bay's last film, and then he did four? Yeah. And four was going to be Michael Bay's last film, and then he did five? And then they finally and said, you're fired. is a giant piece of shit. He didn't get fired. He's like, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do six. Yeah. It's okay. I'm not going to do... Then he finally actually quit, and then you got Bumblebee... Which, for all of the fact that we like it, was not as successful as any of those other films. No. Oh, thank it, God. Yeah, I guess. But, um, but yeah. And it also doesn't do what everyone's asked for. Give me a goddamn movie on fucking Cybertron with right. no stupid-ass humans. You'll never get that. See, no. that's the thing. Is, um, oh, who, was, who was the writer that did uh, Joe Cobra? Martin there were the two of them. <laughs> Marlon Waits, the Chicho Cobra, the IDW writer. It was Chris Yost and um, Mike, um, Costa? Mike Mike Costa. Costa. So Mike Costa was writing Transformers, 
Yeah. And oh, yeah, when he stopped writing Transformers, one of the things he talked about was the only way that I know how to write Transformers and the only way that I think I can write Transformers is there's no humans in it. Right. That's what most of his run was, was yeah. on Cybertron. Yeah. And that was That's what that most of I, the runs have been but since hold on. then. That's yeah. the thing that IDW had a problem with. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, if you can't relate to it. I don't. I think that I need to relate to characters is the most overused bullshit excuse for not liking something. You can relate to Just anything. like... Characterization. Yeah. Oh, the characterization wasn't good enough. Have you seen some of your favorite films? There's no characterization in it. So those are the type of things like I don't care about. I don't need to. to oh, I, I don't relate to to uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf in the first one. How am I going to relate to that? He's a 15 year old. Well, I, right. I can relate to the fact that I want to bang Megan Fox. Sure. But. Oh, I relate to this kid who met a talking robot that's right. 65 Remember feet tall. Remember when you were 15, would you have been. Wouldn't this have been cool? Like that's their that's what yeah getting made fun of all night. Yeah, and I just like, but you know what? I can relate to you know. Give me an outsider transformer that's like, oh, I'm not good enough to be a great transformer. It's like Pepsi uh, advertising a Harrier jet. (laughs) Where's my elephant? Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, never mind. That's right. Well, look at all the cartoon and uh, animated shows. Why we don't have to relate to them? So yeah, that's just because it's a cartoon. If you did, um, you know, the the Netflix cartoon for Transformers, the, what is it, War of Cybertron? War oh, for yeah, Cybertron? Yeah. The one that happened yeah. last year. Or two we years. love that because we just get Transformers. Yeah. I just want robots shooting each other. Mm-hmm. Give me robots with personality that shoot each other. I don't need Sam with Wiki. Hey, Optimus, how you doing? Bob's fine, Sam. It's great that no one can see you. You're 165 feet tall standing in the middle of the city, but you're still a secret. Yes, Find I my am. glasses. I hope they kill Optimus because I don't know how old Peter Cullen is because he's going to die. They killed Optimus uh, nine times. <laughs> in five movies. They killed him twice in the third one, for God's sakes. <laughs> the second, no, I think he dies twice in the Can second one. Bring Hot Rod, or not Hot Rod. I think he just shows up. Hot Rod, had, hot hot rod, rod becomes... Hot Rod becomes Rodimus Prime. Yeah, so bring back um, Judd Nelson, Judd and he Nelson. can take over the role of Peter Cullen. There was there's something what I is, saw on, on Judd Nelson. What has he done lately? Nothing. I Breakfast Club been directing two. Directing. Um, there was something on Twitter. It's some guy who posted this this shot of when I think it's when Optimus fights one of the he fights the dude on the freeway in the first film. Or no, 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 no. It was it was the third one where he kills um he kills Megatron and then he kills Leonard Nimoy's character. Alpha Trion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he just has this flaming axe for no reason. That comes out of nowhere. Axe or sword? No, he, he had an has axe. he has an axe that yeah. it's I don't know. And it's just like it's one of those things that I always have with all of those kind of characters, like that axe cuts through the transformers like butter, right? Yeah. Why did you just start using the axe? You know, it's every Voltron episode where no. it's like... Because it's a movie. You know, Voltron, we got to fight, we'll fight him with the lions. Hey, guys, the lions aren't working. Let's form Voltron. Oh, no, we can't punch this thing down. Let's make the sword. He's dead. So the next time the Robie shows up on the planet... Yep. It, it, where's Lance going? Guys, let's just form Voltron. There's a great one in the in the Netflix series where there's a Robies that they fight as Voltron and they get their asses handed to them. Yeah. And they're like, hey, wait, let's break in the lions and attack them from all four or five sides. And that's how they beat them. Maybe we don't have to form Voltron every it's, time. It's the, it's the community uh, G.I. Joe episode. It's all the same. Where, it's, it's those, you know, 
Yeah, Cobra, uh, Destro gets out. But part of my problem with this is that scene that he puts on there is like, oh, this scene is so rad. It's so cool. It's my favorite. I said, yeah, but it has so many holes in it. And it's just there. Like, it's, there's not, ugh. I, and that's like that's what we're asking for. Some dude posted the the Obi-Wan Kenobi with the blasters around him. He did it with with Luke. And everyone's in there like, oh, that's so badass. Luke's so cool. It's a shot. The, the guy did, um, like, two years ago or whatever, he did an art piece where it's it's Kenobi. And he has, like, a, a U-shape uh, of blasters, you know, being suspended in the air with the force. And he's firing. Uh, okay. And one of the, a couple months ago or whatever, someone reposted that image on Twitter, and he said, "This has convinced me that Star Wars fans don't want anything good; they just want it to be cool." Yeah, and that's part of the problem. When we get something good like Last Jedi, it's not cool enough for them. Right. So there's, there's not enough cool shots, and, and, and not cool. understanding that that shot of Obi Wan Kenobi using twelve blasters is completely against Obi Wan's character. It's the same thing with guided it with Luke. And I said, yeah, it's a great image, but doesn't it go completely against who Luke is? And of course I got last Jedi thrown in my face. So I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Like, you know, but that's as long as I said, it is. If you lose everything you ever love, you know, or whatever inside the manscapes performance package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus shipping with code NERDIBLES. Warner Brothers has been doing a lot of changing again. Um, they're talking about now changing the name of HBO Max to either Max or Discovery Plus or something like that. And None of those up. names are what it is, though. That's the problem. I know. Like, how do you not put Warner Brothers in the name? I know. It should be like Warner like, Brothers who, Plus who owns, or something. Who owns Disney? Who owned is Disney Plus? Disney. Right. Where can I find Disney in the streaming service? It's on Disney Plus. Right. Paramount. That's why Peacock's a terrible name. I've got Peacock here in the background. Par- terrible name. Yeah. Because it's, it's you know, make it Universal or make it... Comcast. NBC or Comcast or something. Like, even HBO Max is a terrible name. Yes. Like, because what's on there? Oh, oh, I can go see Game of Thrones and The Sopranos, but that's it, right? No, there's like 40,000 yeah. movies on yeah. it. New it, TV it, should be, it should be like Warner Brothers Plus or something. Yeah, Paramount Plus. WB Plus. Yeah, you know, bros. Warner bros. 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 Uh, no, I just thought it was weird. At least it's not Hulu Plus Plus Plus. <laughs> Three pluses, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's dumb, but we're going to go with <laughs> That commercial cracks me up. Um. But they're talking about that, and then they have this whole DCEU, DCU uh, change-up thing going on where now they're talking about there won't be a Black Adam 2, there won't be a Superman Man of Steel 2. Basically, anything that's not in active production right now has been scrapped. Correct. Except for... Matt Reeves' Batman. Mm-hmm. Yes. What what it seemed in the article I read today that was, I don't even remember what thing it was on. Rap Pro? Yeah, where they said basically those are, no one's going to touch those. Like whatever they're doing, go for it. 
we're not going to do anything anything with it. But anything else in terms of kind of their universe is put on hold. You know, we found it today. Patty Jenkins is not doing Wonder Woman three. According to insiders, it's actually Patty Jenkins that walked away because the you know creative heads or whatever the writing head looked at the treatment and said we don't like this. And she said, "Well, either do this or I'm not doing it." And they said, "Well, then you're not doing it." And so she walked away from it. It's okay. She has Star Wars to fall back. Oh wait, no, she doesn't fall back on. So uh, this article says she's not doing Star Wars. So. All that ro- ro- Rogue Squadron got put into, you know, turnaround. It got now, put on hold. And it basically is not happening. Oh. So mm-hmm. it says uh, it says in this uh, Gun and Shepherd. Uh, what is it? Uh, Saffron. Yeah, Saffron. Gunn and Saffron have been given a mandate to reshape the DC landscape. Warner Brothers Discovery has ongoing enterprises that nobody was going to mess with, according to one of the insiders. That included Matt Reeves' sequel to Batman, J.J. Abrams' black-led Superman. That was the one that surprised me. Todd Todd Phillips' Joker 2. I forgot they were making that. Right. That he's still doing the Calvin Harris Superman. But and and this is also... Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 3. And then last week, and last week, Jenkins turned in her treatment for Warner... Oh, fuck. Sorry. Turned, turned in her for treatment fuck. for Wonder Woman 3, and the studio said no, according to insiders. So that's... Yeah, they were still going to do that. So you're going to get... You're still going to get Aquaman 2, because that's in production. You're getting Aquaman 2. You're getting... Um, you're getting Blue Beetle. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, but don't those feel like lame duck movies now? Yes, that's what it's like, especially it? since now there's the rumor that Jason Momoa the... is being courted to be Lobo. Who? What? Jason, Jason... Momoa is supposed to be Lobo. I think what that's a fan the? F- yeah. I think so too. I think that's just. I can't imagine him just automatically switching that. Yeah. yeah, that's stupid. Not if you're going to put it. Whether you're starting a new DCEU or you're trying to change the right. direction of the one you already have. Why are you recasting him to do that? Yeah, right. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's a mistake if you're going to have this DC, this DCU mm-hmm. that's going to be interconnected like Marvel. I think it's a mistake to have the Joker two, to have the Bat, the Matt Reeves Batman, to all you have all these other things. But those stand outside of. I get it. Yeah. But that's like saying, okay, we're going to do Captain America White. You know, right. I'm just, I know, that's a horrible one, to, but that was the first thing that popped into my mind. <coughs> but that's like saying, you know, you're going to do that. Trust me, I'm pretty sure Captain America White is the first thing that pops into your mind. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that's so wrong. Hashtag um, not my Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> or, okay, Captain America Red, White, and Blue. <laughs> you know, you did do one of these standalone titles outside of the MCU... You know, people are already. There are people that are within well, regular it, audiences that don't understand that you know Morbius and thing. those in, aren't in part a, of the MCU. In a comic book world, that's much easier. Comic book fans are more akin to the idea sure. that black label projects are not decent right. continuity projects. Elseworlds isn't. Marvel does this all the time. It's like it takes place somewhere in that universe, yeah. but we're right. not telling you exactly where. You know, or whatever, whereas in a movie verse, you know, how many people, how many times have you heard people just like, but wait, what, so how does Aquaman know Captain America? Like right. They just think all superheroes are the same. Um, 
they start to get it with the Marvel of like, okay, unless it has a Marvel in front of it, it's not part of that universe or whatever. Correct. Um, for this, it's just, it, it really is. You know, remember, the guy who just got fired from DC also had the mandate to restart the DCEU. Yes, he did. So it, it's just, again, it's, it's so much. In, in a year ago, we were talking about the fact that they had said, oh, we're just going to go ahead with these projects that are not connected. Yeah, we're just going to do whatever, it, whatever we want, want, and it's they're not going to connect. They seem to just not know what they want to do, and not be able to put themselves together. And now they have two people that did what we've been calling for for a while: is to find their version of Kevin Feige, their version of you know John Favreau and Dave Filoni in terms of the live action stuff right. for Star Wars, of just two that are there as that sort of pinnacle top. You know, think of a pyramid of creators there at the top, and mm. you can swing that pyramid back and forth. Uh-huh. But they're the ones that hold it to to a fixed point of like you still got to get to here, right? You still got to get to this top, and that's what it's going to be. And you, you you can't do it with, you know, are you going to have a Ben Affleck Batman in a film that opens four months after a Matt Reeves Batman? You could Rob Pat where Rob Pattinson is Batman. Well, remember, you we could do that. We, we, they were supposed to. Remember, we still have the Flash coming out that's got two Batman in it's it. It's basically the Flash, the, the Flash slash Flashpoint movie, which nobody knows what the hell that's going to be. Um, well, we do it, know this. It's going to be a mess. We do know this. Mm-hmm. There are four films left in the DCEU. There's uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Flash, The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. And those will be the final four that are in... And they're in 2023. Well, there's one more. It's Aquaman in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> is that one? He finds alien skulls. No, it's the final four, and they fight Aquaman in a bracket. Versus... And then the two the two go to against each other to find out who's the March Madness winner. Right? Is that what? Yeah, they play basketball. Do, it just becomes it just becomes a Space DC. Jam I don't have three. The in front of me now to go. Th- there's a reason for it. No, no, no. Or... Space Jam three. You'd have a <sighs> Space Jam. The DCU. Space Jam. <laughs> Space Jam, Space Jam three with Aquaman and the Flash. Kanye. Space Jam one is still oh, yeah, to me, Kanye. one of the most overrated films that's ever existed. But see, it's because you had Michael Jordan and these stars and the Looney Tunes. No, you, you had put a them completely together. nonsensical plot. plot. It's and then because Bill we, Murray shows up. It's because we were 10 when the movie came out it's and so it was bad. awesome. Some of us know. at this table were not 10. <laughs> Well, your childhood was ruined. Then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Even at ten, you should you should know enough to know that movie. No, because awful. Michael Jordan was the biggest star at that Michael time. Michael Jordan's a punk. He was the biggest star at that time. I know. Bud's I bunny. Was, I lived was through Michael the, Jordan being the biggest player in the world and got shit for the fact that he wasn't my favorite player. Because like, yeah, great. So you see Michael win every single time. Ooh, the NBA is so exciting. Maxie Bogues was your favorite player. No, it's Charles Barkley. Really? Oh, yeah, by far. Barkley? Oh, yeah, Sir Charles was my hero. I love that dude. Interesting. I still love that dude. He was just on uh, CNN today talking about... Uh, yes, because when I, th- when I turned into CNN, I hope to see Charles Barkley. That's he was terrible. Herschel Walker's the dumbest person on the planet. That means a lot coming <laughs> no, he, from he me. He was talking about um, the equal pay for the you know for like female sports and about um, you know all the, the stuff that was going on today with... Uh, Griner, yes. Well, and he, but he was saying that one of the things yeah. that one of the things that he would hope for women is that they'd start getting endorsements or endorsement deals. 
I really hope some women can talk about Subway and Taco Bell for the rest of their lives. <laughs> uh, get some free Taco Bell out of it. How the hell is Taco Bell going to make money when I'm buying everything? But see, this shakeup now may put Henry Cavill where he is not Superman. Where he belongs. He could end up not being Superman in the new DCU. I wouldn't want to see him in any other capacity. I well, think. I tell you, uh, Liam Hensworth's got to be, his butt's got to be puckering like, oh, shit, maybe I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> shit. What because was he doing? He's doing he, The Witcher because Henry Cavill left. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's right. the dueling rumors is that Henry Cavill was leaving anyway because he hates the people running it because they weren't doing just the, the books and everything. Yeah. And then the other thing was like, when DC's like, yes, would you like a Brinks truck of money to come back and be Superman? And don't worry. You can shave your mustache the whole time. That's okay. Um, there's also like, oh. talk that Marvel may be interested in bringing him in. He's been he's, he's been, been courted. He's been courted for a couple Marvel things. I don't think he's been courted for anything. I think it's again just fans wanting to be like Henry Cavill would be great as every single character that's ever existed. He's Did you see him as Reed Richards? No, no. Reed no. Richards. You? Reed Richards should be older. They need to give Yon Gruffold some money because that fool is like. Fiending for money because of his divorce. Who who would you see uh, can, if, if you're going to? I'll be honest. Ian, Ian Gruffold was a great. I liked him. Oh, I did. They too. just tra- the just, a, just the treatments were yeah. crappy. So everybody movie. else was yeah. awful. Yes. Like you know. Yeah. Here's yeah. Ian Gruffold. He's Jessica Alba. Maybe in his late forties, early fifties. Mister Fantastic. His wife is a twenty-three-year-old Jessica Alba who looks like a stripper. Does like, not look at all. No, but, uh, like, hey Chris, Sue. Chris Evans yeah, Reed. What, what's up? Can you take a break from your OnlyFans for five seconds? <laughs> what do you think paid for this building, bitch? Chris Evans was good in it. What's because Chris Evans worked was good as in Johnny. But it's again that character's awful in it. Oh, totally. There's just no nuance that gets you anyway. I what I would say is I would rather see Marvel find an unknown. Go back to what they were doing in the beginning of finding people who are either up and coming. Or fairly unknown. The tough thing with that is if you're going to play Reed as a 40-year-old man, it's probably not someone unknown. Sure. Mm. You know, they may find him in a different, you know, get somebody British to play him, do whatever. I don't need young Reed Richards. I don't need a goddamn fucking origin story again. I can't Just imagine. I can't imagine where they're going with all of this that if they're, con- if they're continuing with the timeline that they have, I cannot imagine... That Fantastic Beasts. Huh? <laughs> fantastic Beasts. <laughs> the Fantastic Four will would be young. To me, it seems like you'll either find them in the in, in the quantum universe, you know, that they're being held, you know, by mm. Kang was holding them prisoner. Really? Yeah. And that's where you end up in That's been a bit of a rumor that that's we'll actually see the Fantastic Four in the post credit scene for Quantum Mania. I can say that. But the other side of it is have who they've already established defeat Kang first. Yes. You know, if you if you introduce the Fantastic Four now, we know there's a movie coming, and I think there's only a year attached mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. It's like 2029 or yeah. something, whatever it is. Um, it's not. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but just the idea that, uh, you know, if we see them now, it's still going to be forever five years before we actually see a film, and it may actually end this phase or whatever. Before we see that, because they, 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 they had all of them for these fucking phases. 2025. 2025. And isn't it listed as the next phase or whatever? Five, phase five. 16. What are we in now? Phase 4.8? Or maybe phase six. Yeah, whatever. Phases are dumb. 
Um, but the, the DC thing, yeah, it's, it's it, <laughs> everyone gets all super excited. Harry Cavill's coming back. No, 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 he's not coming back. Well, he did, but you know, it was just for post credits scene. Who mistake is, no, no, they're not. The Rock, you know, we're going to get, look, they're saying that. Did you see the breakdown for that film that it's actually, the, the Black Adam is going to lose them over a hundred million dollars. That was that, literally, that's what I was just getting ready to say. That is crazy. Yeah. This is so popular and everybody loves this film. You're going to lose a hundred million bucks. But I think that if you would have opened that a month earlier, it would have done better. Or if you put that in January, well, what February, did it go up against? I Black Panther hit two weeks later. I don't even think it's what it put it up against. Mm. If you made that film three years ago before DC got really toxic. Yeah. I, I, I'll really give you that. Bad, that. Yeah. You know, or better yet, use him as the villain in the Justice League movie. If you had done that. I it don't think there's a, a person sense. alive now that could would disagree. And that movie, the Black Adam movie, it was disjointed to me. All of DC is disjointed. They That's tried. The they tried very hard to make him the villain, even though you know he's not going to be the villain. The problem is when you make him the villain, but he's the hero of your film. Yeah. And that's where, you know, they're like, oh, we, we did it with Joker. Yeah. Like, that's great. Joker's an R-rated drama. They like Joe. Hmm? Snake Eyes. Oh, that was... Ugh. That was, like, still presenting him as a hero, but yeah. not understanding that what you it's had him do... the same idea, though. Yeah, but the idea... Not the really. Guys, it's a different... Because this well, one, no, they no, tried the, to make him the... The, 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 the <laughs> idea is not understanding that the things that you're having him do... Are more are Our worse villain than is, yeah. Like Storm Shadow's the good guy in that whole film. He's super loyal. He's super nice. He does all the right things. And Snake Eyes fucking betrays him four times in the first hour of the film. It's awful. And this, even, even after it's more of the cartoony comic book thing, and that's what the comic books do is he is the the, the antihero. He joins the JSA, even though the JSA is very wary of him. Blah blah blah. blah. But that's the other problem with this movie is you have a very weak JSA. Yeah, because they're not. The Rock's in it. The Rock is always going to take over. When they, when they first said, like, we're going to have Dr. Fate and the Adam Smasher and Hawkman and this and this and this. And I was like, how do you have a Rock movie with 70 other characters? Right. Like, you're not going to take The Rock off the screen that much. You know, unless it's people that are just more like The Rock. You know, hot young people driving cars in the Fast and Furious. Like, okay, I can, I can. Well, Aldous Hodge, who played Hawkman in it. I love him in the, in the series Leverage. But. He, as much as I, I love him and I respect him as an actor, that's right. That was who he was. I'm yeah, figure out where it's he's before. not good in that role. Here's hope Dougie doesn't listen to this episode because he's never going to come back. I, I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I like him as an actor. I really do. I, I enjoy everything he's ever been in. I just did not like him in this role. You know, he, he, he it's not that he did a bad job. It just it yep. didn't feel like. Hawkman to me. It's hard to have any characterization. I can't imagine any of them have a ton of screen time. Not much. Yeah. I mean, they do, but they don't. You know, and then you throw Amanda Waller in it and putting him being arrested by Amanda Waller, Black Adam, that is. And he's literally put in the penitentiary for, you know, whatever. They're underwater penitentiary. And he's that out in the within... Water. You know, two scenes. It's always in the water. This is under the water, but so is the raft. 
Under the water. Get, had to get to the surface in order to have the helicopter land. Under yeah. the water. But, you know, it's just... Down where it's sweet. It was just... I don't know. And then you throw, it, you throw in Superman at the very end of it. You know, after he's already supposed to be, you know, a good guy and everything, and, and Superman comes up and goes, you know, I'm watching you or whatever. It was dumb. It was it was it, it was there, there to it was, it was there to thrown ape, in. And it's there to ape the end of Steel. <coughs> yeah, the government saying they're yeah. watching him, and he was like, "No, I'm watching you," sort of thing. It's just, I it's time. I haven't I, seen it. There's no impetus for me to see any of these. Do like, you think not, it's too late to revamp the DCEU yes. to the DCU? I've said to the DCU. I've yeah. said for a year here, they need to take five years off and then start over. Yeah. You can't just keep hitting the theaters. Let, let Matt Reeves do two more Batman films, do the Joker 2 musical. It'll be at least two to three years before any of the James Gunn stuff hits theaters. It's still not long enough because you're, you're, you're too connected. Yeah, right? you're still you close. Know? I mean, you'll you have the end of 2023 to, to have the last It's not James DC. Bond where you're, you just change the characters and audiences oh, sure. are already used to the idea like, okay, Daniel Craig is not Pierce Brosnan. Oh, this film feels completely different. If you give me... You know, Flashpoint with with uh, you know punchy McPunch Hawaii face <laughs> and uh, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck and Jimmy Crackcorn. I don't care. And you put all that in there, and then six months later, you're like, okay, here's the new DCU with all these new characters. We got some other hot chick playing Wonder Woman. Here's some young buff dude. Uh-huh. You know, Zac Efron's playing fucking Bruce Wayne, um, and shit. The disconnect for anyone who's not super invested and doesn't get that information like we would. Right. You're tanking yourself. Take that time off because also you build up that expectation. You know, mm-hmm. what's one of the highest grossing Marvel films is Iron Man 3 because we waited a year after Avengers to see a Marvel film again. Right. And in a way, that was brilliant for them. Because yeah. we went to see Iron Man 3 and we're like, I think I like this. And then you walked out like, I really like that. And you sat at home and you're like, no, I just want to see a Marvel film again. Yeah. I want to go see that again. I didn't like it, but I want to be in the Marvel Universe again. <laughs> Dude, we made so much cash. Oh, yep. Good old Spider-Man 3. I made more money than the other ones. Uh, that, see, that's the other thing that's driving me nuts. Is people are... Spider-Man 3? Yeah, drove me nuts. No, 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 no. Spider- the Spider-Man 3 of the MCU. The, you know, No Way Home. Because it had Garfield and... Uh, Where was it? Garfield in it? I never saw Garfield in <laughs> Andrew it. Andrew Garfield and oh, Andrew Garfield and Elijah Wood in it. Oh, Peter, it's no, Elijah Peter. Wood was no. not in that movie. <laughs> not Elijah Wood. No. <laughs> Mr. Frodo was not. <laughs> Jesus, my goodness, Elijah Wood. And he said that with conviction too, yeah. like he knew for oh, fact. Elijah Wood is in that movie. <laughs> Andrew Garfield and Elijah Wood. <laughs> That's a very different film. <laughs> has a little portal. Well, who is that? Hey, does hey, anybody have a little three? Might there? be better. <laughs> three is. Does Doctor Strange know about Third is, Breakfast? Is, I like Three, but the thing was, is I knew Second I liked breakfast. Three because it was Third The nostalgia of it. The problem I had with people were like it's the best Spider-Man movie. It's so good because yes. of this is like you're only saying that because of the nostalgia of it. Correct. I completely admit. That seeing Andrew Garfield <laughs> save MJ made me cry because I'm like, oh, I don't even like the Garfield films, but that made me sad. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so when he actually gets to, he gets his redemption and everything, 
I thought Tobey Maguire was fantastic in it. You know, when he grabs the glider. Yeah. When when um, R. Peter Parker's trying to kill him and that, that look on his face and everything, he just gets stabbed in the back. And I was like, you're in a lot of pain, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it, they did a great job, but I don't need to see them again in an MCU film. The the best Spider-Man film is, is Homecoming. Yes. If they, if they show up in... Secret Wars, I'm not. I'm going to be disappointed because I, they don't need to be there. I don't need to see them there. I don't need to see Hugh Jackman's Wolverine there. I don't need this to is, see. This Patrick is what Stewart. I warned all of you, like five years ago. I said the problem with this is, this is how they're going to put Tony back in the universe. This is how we're going to get Hugh Jackman back in the universe. This is how we're going to get you know Patrick Stewart in the universe. We got it from an from a, a parallel universe. Yeah. We get the tryout for John Krasinski, and then <coughs> everyone just said, oh, we thought this was going to be great, and this is awful. And I'm like, I don't think it's awful. I just think, okay, it's there, yeah. and I don't need it anymore. Right. Um, you know, I think that the best that comes out of it is like, oh, can we have a live action Peggy Carter as Captain Britain? You know, that'd be great. That looks like a Captain lot of fun. Carter. Well, Captain, we'll call her Captain Britain. Um, she's got There's a, a Captain Britain in the no. MCU. Yeah, but which not in every universe. Henry Cavill's review, rumored to play or wanting to play. He would play a great if they really do that. Brian Braddock with um, it's a hard name to say. The idea for Captain Britain is your your confidence is your power, <clears throat> your ego. The, the more ego you have, is the more powerful you are. Well, that's why I was Henry Cavill play the hell out of that. But it's it's also are you going to take somebody? Like yes. that in in his time, as such an iconic DC actor, and put him in a Marvel film. Yes, do you think Marvel really wants to do that? Because I don't. I think, especially a role like Captain Captain Britain, where it's not as an iconic role. It doesn't matter what you put him in. If he's in a superhero movie, you're going to be taken out of it, and you're like, "Oh, it's Superman!" Superman. Yeah. Why is Superman in this film? It's been done a lot. With who? In the middle of their prime, Michael Ra- Keaton hadn't played Batman in more than a decade when he showed up as Ryan the Reynolds went from Green Lantern to nobody liked Green Lantern. Okay, yes, you can go through all these ones where nobody liked them, but they did. That, that's not what I'm saying. In his prime, everybody loves Henry Cavill as Superman. He is still connected to Superman. You had major campaigns for the last year. Bring Henry Cavill back to Superman. I feel sad that Henry Cavill's not doing Superman. I'm pissed off he's doing The Witcher. I want him as Superman. I loved him in the Justice League Snyder nine-hour cut. Superman, Superman, Superman. Cavill, 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 Cavill. Most people get his name right. You can't, so maybe you're not the one to talk about it. But in the middle of that, not a chance. I, I won't say not a chance. I don't think Marvel's looking to do that. Because I think you really, you, you're damaging the character that he plays. It's just like saying, if you're going to do a brand new X-Men, if you're going to have all these new X-Men, and you're putting all these X-Men into your MCU, having Hugh Jackman play Wolverine is the biggest mistake you'll ever make. Because I agree. You're looking like, that's what I'm looking at is just Hugh Jackman. He's transcended that idea. You know, when you see the, the, the actor instead of the role, right? You know, that's one of the problems with The Rock. Anything that you see The Rock in... He's just the rock. I agree. So putting Henry Cavill as Captain Britain, although he would play it really well, I think will completely undermine what you're trying to do with Captain Britain as a character. Whatever you're going to do with it, if we ever do see him, if he played Wonder Man, he's not, obviously. But, you know. There's a lot of people that are still upset that uh, Nathan Fillion's not playing Wonder Man. I don't give a shit. (laughs) 
I'm so tired of everybody jacking their goddamn manscaped dick for fucking Nathan Fillion. Great dude. Do not need him in an MCU film. Outside of a cameo role or something, I just want to see him get shot in the fucking head. <laughs> sort of like how Krasinski so cool. got... Well, yeah. well, technically, he wasn't a cameo role in the original Guardians as an alien, but... Yeah, nobody shot him in the fucking yeah, head. And then there were posters him, of him though. as Wonder Man in... Or as... Uh, and then nobody ever... Yeah, but nobody what's shoots the him car- in the fucking what's head. The, what's he... Huh? Wonder Man. No. Simon. His, um... Wonder Man. It's Simon something, isn't it? Captain <laughs> Hammer. Yeah, it's Simon... It's not Simon Hammer. Cap- uh, Captain Hammer. Captain Hammer is from the. How was Captain Hammer? I know. Um, it's from that yeah, fucking musical he did. The oh. one with the, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh. Him versus the Music Meister. Oh. Made by everyone's favorite <sighs> serial sexual abuser and mindfucker. Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that son of a bitch. I still. That, we're never going to get Astonishing X-Men ever reprinted. I like Dr. Horrible, but you guys It's can... also horrible. I enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. I've never seen for it. You. I would love to see more Dr. Horrible. I've never seen it. I don't care. Let us see Nathan Fillion's character get shot in the head, right? In I love Nathan Fillion. I'd love to see him mm-hmm. in the MCU. <laughs> for you. But I think he, he, he faces that same problem now. You know Nathan Fillion, yeah, yeah, oh, totally. You see him I, as Nathan I, Fillion. Yes. I mean, it works if it's Bruce Campbell as a cameo role. Correct. As a, I'll as give a you this. I'll, I, I totally agree with you. And that's where they've got themselves to. And that's why I'm saying, like, I think they're still going to reach. One of the mandates for it, outside of Robert Downey Jr., is they went after pretty much unknowns mm-hmm. or people that hadn't really had. You know, Chris Evans had done it, but I don't think anybody gives a shit. Do about you think Chris he's Evans. hitting that po- that point where he, he's transcending now, where you just see Chris Evans? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, or do you see Steve Rogers when he anything he does? I see Chris Evans because the stuff that he does now. I mean, <clears throat> he plays the bad guy and shit, <coughs> like that movie he did with Ryan Gosling, The Great Man. Yeah, he plays a that great villain, brilliant. And then you know, that mustache that he has, and that's awesome. It's brilliant because he's, he's just awful in that film. Like he's just, and that's why it's like I'd love to see him be Johnny Storm in the multiverse, is because he just is fun and yeah. funny. You know, I've seen him in enough things where he's not on, you know, in interviews and other things where he's just, you know, he's laughing, he's having a good time, he's playing jokes oh, he's or such whatever. A nice guy. Yeah, he seems like a great dude. Yeah, we'll put it this way: Would you put Chris Evans in a DC film? No, I sure as hell wouldn't. I'm trying to think of who I'd put him as if I if I was Booster. If you make him just like oh, oh shit as a god, jokey be, fuck as a jokey guy oh my god that would be amazing okay <laughs> put Chris Evans as a booster goddamn goal you got to find a good counterpart for Ted Cord oh. that would be that's Who the, that, you get, you, no. the blue and gold right there Chris Evans is as booster Robert Downey Jr. is Ted Cord <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And they're just shooting the shit. It's just all yeah. improv the whole time. The whole like, thing. He gets to play the Don't give him a script. Yep. Just give him. Oh blood. my yeah. god! Then here's the situation you, that you're being put in. And then Alan Tudyk does uh, street streets streets. Uh, skeets. Uh, skeets. 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 Yeah. I love Alan Tudyk. Yeah. If Alan Tudyk does a voice, I have no problem. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, did you see what Robert Downey Jr. So I would say that Alan Tudyk is the type of character that could be kind of anyone in the MCU, and I think people would accept it. Because he's never been typecast as that kind of iconic, you know, he's just done so many different things. Okay, what he's yes. doing. They're all comedic for the most yeah. part. 
You but know, see, he's uh, but I and I guess it's just because I know his work, you know, so well. I, all I now see is Alan Tunick, except for when he's doing a voice. Then it's just. I mean, like I'm not putting him as the main character, right? You know, I'm I mean, not. I'm aside not, from Resident Alien and Wash, doesn't he play Wash or yeah, whatever the fuck yeah. his he was in, is? But he was also in uh, uh, A Knight's Tale. Oh. Um, but yeah, that's Alan Tudyk. He was also in. Uh, he was a pirate. Yeah, he was, he was pirate. in Dodgeball. Yeah. He was in Twenty Eight Days. Uh, the so do you go back and watch Dodgeball, and do you just cream your jeans because he's a fucking pirate, <laughs> pirate and he's Alan Tudyk? Pirate Steve. <laughs> oh, 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 I just sit there to say the lines with him. <laughs> you do that for every movie. I do that for a lot of movies. I do that with The Simpsons, but <sighs> I was doing it. What was I doing with the other night? Simpsons. I was doing something and. I just was repeating lines, and I wasn't even watching it. Like going through the like every character's lines, I was going mm-hmm. through. Um, did you see what Robert Downey Jr. said to about Quentin Tarantino? He said, and, "I really hope he directs a Booster Gold and Ted Court <laughs> film, and I can be in it." No, but they were saying that you know about superhero movies and how they're trash, you know, and they're just you know the actors that are in it are not that great and all this stuff. And he finally told him, "Look, these." These are good movies, you know. The actors, they've all done that. It's the they're quality movie. movies. Martin Scorsese yeah, did, it. did the same yeah. thing. He said Someone it. said it's like, look, we're not your cup of tea. Leave us the fuck alone. But I mean, just as I mean, Robert Downey Jr. hit him back hard enough where people were going. Despite not being in the MCU anymore, he is still very much pro and would come back to I would never because yeah, he has 300 million dollars yeah he's not it. he's not gonna bad mouth this like, shit you know I know I was in all those films but boy Marvel's a real shit bag <laughs> yeah you know hey, hey he's Robert, still making what, money off what of paid for yeah. your house Iron Man 3 I bought four homes with it you know it would be like Steven Spielberg going Jurassic <clears throat> Park was junk he made Look, 300 million dollars from that film the man completely refurbished his home in Malibu after he refurbished his home in Venice Beach that is also his office then, after he refurbished his house in, Mer- in Malibu, tore the whole thing down and rebuilt the whole thing up from the ground up. That's so when you underground have- carports and everything. You have so much money, you're bored. Well, that's just a Tony Stark thing to do oh, right there. Yeah. He, really, he, really well, he has the A from the Avengers Tower, too. Yeah. He has the A. Oh, Jesus. He, he has, I mean, who wouldn't? He has you know the full-size bust of him. He, remember the big uh, poster that would look kind of look like the, um, the Barack Obama... Hope one, the the red sure. and black. You know, the, it was red and blue, but they had the Iron Man on it instead. No, I don't remember. They, it was a huge poster from the movie. He, he's got that there. Yeah, he's got. I mean, it just man's got a lot from it. Well, yeah. Oh, uh, look! It, even saying you know he was tired of doing the movies or whatever. <laughs> You know, it's still not like he's not proud of what he right. did. No, you know? it's, 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 I think I to see him back in a get... movie at some point, in some form. Not necessarily... In a movie? Yeah. No, He'll be in, in a in, movie. In, you know, he's in Dr. Sherlock... Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes yeah. Jones 3. Um, but no, it, it's, it is something where it's like, that's great for Martin Scorsese to say that. I yeah. mean, the flip side of that would be, you know, having Taika Waititi say, you know, those gangster films are fucking stupid. Right. Right. You know, like what's the, what's the point? Right. And it's something, you know, I'm not a big fan of Martin Scorsese movies, but that doesn't make me, that definitely doesn't what, make me want to watch What's funny to them. me is that, you know, the, the ones that are criticizing him the most are these guys that are doing like the very highbrow artsy movies. Yeah. And it, it reminds me a lot of, about a lot of people that I was with 
when I was in film school that they thought they thought that they were superior because they oh, watched yeah. these kind of movies and oh, they yeah. make been... movies like this. And it's just, you people know, people who complain about gatekeepers yeah. about geek stuff are also the people that gatekeep their own things like, "Oh, you don't understand these highbrow type of films." Would yeah. you could I you imagine get, I get the idea when you're upset saying that you can't make a lot of those types of films anymore to the same degree that you used to because you're just not going to get the budget for them, you're not going to get the actors and actresses for them. And then you just you don't have an audience that's ready to see those type of films. I totally get that. Mm. You know, it's been the argument since Star Wars came out. Oh, George Lucas ruined this film industry. Nobody can make dramas anymore. You know, we can we can never make Taxi Driver in 1985 because he well, ruined there's it. a lot of reasons why you can't make Taxi Driver. No, anymore. but I mean, the idea was we couldn't make Taxi Driver in 1985 because it either had to be Star Wars or Jaws right. or a horror film for anybody to see it. <laughs> There is that. I get that. I told you, when I was listening to that podcast, that uh, uh, the rise and fall of Harry Knowles, one of the things he talks about in the middle, and they start talking about all these films in the early 2000s and how we don't get these types of things. And he was talking about, you know, Million Dollar Baby and stuff that, you know, Oscar bait type stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw a lot of these in the theater. I don't remember the last time I saw a film in the theater that wasn't a genre film. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't a pop culture film, really. Um like I looked at some of the stuff I saw this year and I'm like, I, I didn't see any of this stuff. Well, I think also part of it too is these genre films, you can you can get some sort of sense of I'm going to enjoy it at least a little bit. Yeah. Whereas these Oscar bait movies, it's always up in the air. It's like it could be really boring yeah. or it can be bad or it could be good. And you I know, think there's, but, a, there's you know, a big sense uh, it today and I think people don't give it as much credit is you don't want to feel uncomfortable in a movie theater anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, my review for Ant-Man, it's a Marvel film. That's not a bad review. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know I'm going to have a good time. It's not a single Marvel film that I saw, even talking about how much I was disappointed in Love and Thunder, where I didn't have a good time. Mm-hmm. But it's I also didn't getting, enjoy it. It's also getting harder to get people into the theater. Because yeah, that's, that's all, ticket that's prices are so high. That's the whole like different argument. Yeah. The thing is, is making the movie <clears throat> at all. And that is part of it, because you can not you can make those films for streaming but you're still not getting that budget to sure. do it that you used to. Um, well, you know. well I, I said the thing. I didn't realize Miramax was still making films, and they have. I thought it went under when once Weinstein. Yeah. Went to shit. So but they still have. They are now casting a new movie. I just I just saw it. I sent it to Ethan and Chris the other day because it was just a little quick snippet. But it was just really weird that all of a sudden see that she Miramax, said. Did the Miramax did Miramax pretty sad? <laughs> but it's just weird, really weird to see that you know they hit the, all of a sudden that you know they're still they're still in business. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, um, so we didn't discuss it last week. Did anybody watch Willow now? I watched it last night. I finally had internet yesterday. <laughs> So you're caught up. There's only two of them so far, right? Three. No, then I, I didn't watch the, the third, third one. one. Was yesterday. I didn't watch the third one. I watched the first two. What do you think? What What do you think of the of the of it? It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> that that was it. I mean, that's no. it's it's slow because that's what these series always are. Because you're not doing a two hour film. You're doing a yeah. twelve hours. You're doing a two hour story in twelve hours. And yeah. that's going to be my kind of my my question and my point is that. My weirdest thing was when you first see Prince Eric, he's actually in a heterosexual relationship. And I thought, well, this isn't Disney. 
what is this? And then they're like, Princess Kit. Oh, okay, she's gay. Got it. I'm in. Um, but it's also things, here's, here's my sacrilege. Watching Willow two weeks ago, watching <coughs> this. I think he's a very important human being. Ork Davis is a terrible actor. I thought his daughter was a lot better. She yes. was much more interesting. Oh my god. The, the, that, I, that, I think like, it's a daughter from the original. Is it? I don't think it's the same woman. I thought maybe. maybe like, I don't know. She, I just think it's weird she that... She was brilliant. That they, I said, you can tell it's a Ron Howard produced thing because three three characters or three actors from Solo are in it. Yes. Because Aaron Kellyman, Warwick Davis, and the woman who plays the daughter is also in Solo. Yes. She's one of the other... Uh, I think she's part of Saw's crew. Um, she was heavily made up, so you yeah. don't really see her, see her. But I just thought I was looking at that because I was looking to see who she was because I found her. Fa- I found her fascinating, and um, it says, "Oh, she was in Solo." I was like, "Holy shit!" There's, there's a bunch of people solo in here. I can't wait till. Uh, uh, Does uh, it feel like Warwick Davis is reading half the time? No, I just I don't know. I don't. I love like Warwick Davis. I don't want to pile on him. I don't want to pile on him. He's, I love Warwick fine. Davis, but. When, but when I also I'm watching think, his I think, acting, I feel like he's on stage at Celebration I hosting a panel. that what they've put together and kind of, there's so much conflict. Yes. In just that group. There's so much drama and tension within it. It just gets uncomfortable to the point you, you've got Dove versus everybody and you've got Kit hates everybody and then there's the Mad Mardigan type character that's not Mad Mardigan. When I was, I... I you know, uh, White Chocolate asked me about it. And I said, White Chocolate also wanted us to talk about Andor. Um, he said, oh, you're never going to review the end. And I was like, oh, Rich didn't watch it while we were recording. What did I say? Uh, so I, I said, we did talk about some of Andor. We didn't, we didn't finish the, some of it. We didn't finish it. Oh. Uh, I said I was surprised there was a straight relationship on there in between the prince there and Dove. And they made Kit gay. So Disney was Disney. I watched the movie again a few weeks ago. I love Warwick, but he's not a good actor. Shows the show lacks the charisma of a Val Kilmer. Amar Chatham Patel is good. In fact, I think he's very good, but he just doesn't have the same charm. Correct. As Iceman. And I said, they're trying to have Eric Kellerman's character very medieval and stout and proper. And then Kid is a 2022 teenager. And that, that to me was really jarring. There's so much of it that's very medieval. And it's yes. Pro- and then you get Kit, who's like, at the beach trying to grab a dude or whatever. Yes. The, the way she's talking. like this, it, It's just boom. You go from Joanne Whaley's queen and the two kind of heads of the knights and uh-huh. then Kit's, you know, godfather or whatever and Aaron Kellerman's character. And then you get Kit is kind of like, what's up, bros? You know, sort of thing. It's not as, a, but it really is like her dialogue doesn't really fit with the rest of them. Correct. I think the woman who plays Dove... She kind of is, she, she. I really like her. I think she's fascinating. Is it Ruth Greenfield? No, yeah. Ruth is Greenfield it? was the original. That was she was she was the original, the the baby, um, the baby in the original Willow. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is that from? It's uh, I think when they attacked the Citadel, it's the general. Find the baby. <laughs> Oh, it is. Yeah, the guy, that's, that's the, the yeah. Skeletor dude. Yeah, that's that's the line. Oh. That line is stuck in my head forever. There's two things that there's three things, four things that stuck with me for Willow for the, the, the forever. One of them is the point when Willow turns the sorceress into a goat, 
mm-hmm. in the castle's part, and Mad Martin gets all the armor on. He's running, and he turns like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> Fantastic. Two was that fucking dragon creature was so cool. Mm. Three was the way Joanne Whaley Kilmer, before she was Kilmer, in the snow when she walks out of the tent and she kind of turns and she's lit very oh well. God, and she's yeah. got the hair. Mm. And I immediately had, oh, my voice just dropped. I think puberty hit. <laughs> Ellen Bamber. And the fourth is, uh, the fourth is, find the baby! <laughs> Ellen Bamber is, uh, <clears throat> is uh, a lord. Down, down yeah. Um, but... Flash Thompson throws me out too. Yeah, because it doesn't. Tony Revori or Lori? Revori, I got it right. Not really. What? I don't know. You didn't really finish it either. I said Revori. No, Revolori. Revolori. Tony Revolori, Flash Thompson, and Spider Man. Kind of takes me out of it too. Just And it's, it's his character because you can also see with his character, especially the third episode. That there's something more going on with him. You figure out the second one. He's extremely smart. Yeah, I think he's he a sorcerer. Different languages and stuff like language languages. What was that? Hey, one? Chewbacca is in here. Yes, he is. Wanna Soto was in this? Huh? Wanna Soto was in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. He is the Scourge. Well, uh, he's not in it yet. Okay. So there we go. I ruined it. But Ruth Cruz plays Kit, and um, fine. It's just it, it, it's fine. It's it's. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing in the world. Do you like Erin uh, Kellyman in it? I love Erin Kellyman in anything. She's amazing. In whatever she's doing, she's such a she's such an interesting actress. Yeah, and she's a, a you know an interesting looking person. She's very beautiful, yeah. but very in a different way than you know like what you have. Not your traditional. This, this blonde, blue eyed. You know, Nazi superhuman chick that looks gorgeous, and then you have Aaron Kellerman who doesn't kind of fit all those things, but still the sum is so much greater than the parts. Yes, she has a very oh, she always has an interesting voice. She has great eyes. The yes. ladies, she acts with her eyes really well. I really enjoy her. Um, hashtag make solo two happen. Um, I'd love to have a solo two, even if they did it as a series on Disney Plus. The only reason I don't want it a series on Disney Plus is I'm afraid of how little budget it would have. It is interesting to see the debate. So the, uh, I, I watched the... Um, well, unless you do it like Andor. Tangent. Well, that's the thing. I watched the Honest trailer for, for Andor, and one of the things in it is like, it, you know, different than any of the other series because it looks different because it wasn't shot in a giant egg. Yeah. And it really does kind of like, until you really see that, you're like, yeah, it does feel different. It definitely yeah. feels different. Um, I don't think the, the dichotomy between the two is that, or the... the the valley between the two is so large. Some of the other people on the internet are like, oh, this makes the Mandalorian look like a pile of shit. I'm like, I'm not going that far. No, but you can no, definitely no. feel the difference. No. Uh, everybody complains about the I think Kenobi a lot of it is... Well, yeah, because I the also desert, think... The, the, the desert. The desert, desert scene. <laughs> I think a lot of it is the tone also informs it so much. Like, yes. it's such a... You're more invested in how, quote-unquote, real it is because the tone is so dramatically real. Yeah. It's not a moment of humor in that entire show, <laughs> except for I think the first couple of lines with Bimo, and even then you're sort of like, yeah, but it's more sad. Yeah, that's than about it. Else. Yeah, uh, Bimo just breaks your heart. <clears throat> when he gets, let's save the droid. What the hell are you doing? Um, okay, speaking of Andor, 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 Andor. Speaking of and or, um, God, my talk to text. That's all it does. I when I say that, it puts the fucking slash in the middle of it. Um, 
the series finale, or no, sorry, the season finale was very much a cliffhanger. There was, yeah, because you knew you were getting another season. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like a lot of, a lot of these it shows wasn't a surprise, where you, like, know where you, you get to the end of Loki and you're like, what? Oh, there's a second season. Okay. Because <laughs> none of the other no, ones This one was like, if we they knew didn't it was make coming, a second yeah. season now, it'd be like uh, Alphas or something that, you know, just gives you. Which is really nice that yeah. Disney Plus told you ahead of time <laughs> instead of, <laughs> you know, waiting to see, uh, you know, although the, the showrunner has said, yeah, we've got three seasons planned for Wednesday. We don't know if we're getting a second season. No, they got five planned for Wednesday. He said he's he said he's like written through three. He's written whatever. through three, but they've got it. They've got it. But even being the top, you know, the most watched Netflix show in its first day, right? It still hasn't been announced to have a second season. It took them what six months to tell you that Sandman's getting a second season, at least. And I'm wondering if they did that because there is such a drop of where you're like, oh, you know, from someone like me that didn't watch Sandman. Something like Why the Last Man. I never went back to watch it because I'm right. like, who cares? Right. Sam and I will watch. I know I'll at some point I'm going to make time so to good. watch that. So good. Because I know there's going to be a second season and I want to get on board that second season when it comes out. So right. I'm not behind like I am now. Um where something like Andor, you know going in that you've got two seasons and you've got investment ahead of you that isn't, you know, the rug's not gonna be pulled out from under you unless you know, nobody watched it. They're like, oh, they have a zero. <laughs> nobody watched Andor. The toxic, the Phantom Menace, uh, you know, the Phantom Menace decided, we don't like real Star Wars. I guess we do like Reva because this is boring. <laughs> um, No, but Andor. <sighs> Andor does, what Andor did the whole thing, and I said was it built up there's so much tension in those slower episodes yes. to get to the point where it literally explodes. You know, the beginning you've got, this is everything's happening on Phoenix and here's the rebel cell and here's the relationship between bricks and this guy and bricks and Cassian and Cassian coming back and his relationship with Marva and what's going on. And the, the, the corporate's getting there and everything. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, and then this guy's here and he's looking for this, oh, this, this you know, it's going there. And you're just like, yeah, this is just moving. Okay, you know, it's moving a little slowly. but Oh, shit. Speeder bikes and shit and fluff flying all over the place. And explosions. And someone actually yeah. says shit in the middle of the Star Wars oh universe. Yeah. That throws you off. They say, they say toilet. They, you know. And it was just that, that big moment. And then again, it, it starts to get small. The prison. Do you still think Cyril's going to be part of the rebellion? No. Not anymore. Um... Zero went in a very different direction than I, I thought. I thought it was looking at it, it was like, wow, this is horrible. Yeah, I was looking at it too. When I, I saw it, him with when his... at the beginning, what I thought is he was going to blame the Empire for taking his job away from him, mm. and that was going to make him join the rebellion. Not because I believe in your cause, but I just want to hurt the Empire. Because I thought him and the the kind of fanatic follower that's on um, <laughs> Aldani with the book, the guy who went. Oh up yeah, 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 yeah. He is the, the the super believer, right? you know. I thought that would be a dichotomy where you have him like, I want to join the rebellion because I don't give a shit whether you're free or not. I just want to shoot the Empire now yeah. because they took my job away from me. Instead, he's like, no, I've fallen in love with right. the most perfectly cla- cast ISB member. Oh, yeah. She, she just <laughs> looks mean yeah. in every way, shape, or Do form. you know what she reminds me of? Remember the ISB agent in uh, in the Dark Horse series? In the Dark Horse? What Dark Horse series? In the Dark Horse um, Star Wars series, 
There was the uh, the fall of the ISB agent. The Dark Crusader that followed the ISB agent. Which one? What series are you talking about? <laughs> that one Dark Crusader. Well, it was just not Fallen Empire. Um. Oh God, what was it? I don't know. The only ISB agent I knew by was was uh, Yvonne Yassard, but she doesn't look anything like her. No. Um, I love when, when everything just gl- grinds to a halt. Yeah, I know. I just I, I wish I could think of what the book was now. We read it. Both of us were reading it at the same time. I just we were? Yes. I don't know what Dark Horse series is. That's the problem. I remember one with an with the ISB agent. That's like Dark Times know. Rebellion. No, oh, Jesus War, fucking Broke Christ. Quadrant. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Anyways, she reminds yeah, me. Of, she she I'll she's perfect. It it's just it's it was so well done, and you know it's just such a. I said I I loved Kenobi and I loved this for wildly different reasons because mm. Kenobi just moves mm. like it just, you don't you don't really sit still for Kenobi for very long. This one you're like you park yourself there for a little bit. Um, the honest trailer for it does say like. Can we just let Andy Circus be Andy Circus at everything now? Because he is incredible. Right. Yeah, like, it was good. that that prison episode was good. Uh, it is funny because it's like, hey, Snoke's here. It's so just, when, he, when he does the well, then he does, when he, he gets the voice fate when you when you when he gets on the thing to tell everybody to go. Yeah, he's using the Snoke voice because you hear it just mm-hmm. like you hear it in Force Awakens because it's being projected. Mm-hmm. But yes, the end is so heartbreaking for him. But just that that idea of. Someone who was trying to follow the rules, thinking if we do this, we'll be okay. Mm. Kind of the, the microcosm of the rebellion, the microcosm of the 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 council that's in Rogue One, which's like, no, 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 don't do anything. We'll be okay. We just just let's just just do what the rebel what the Empire wants us to do, and we just keep telling them they're wrong, and it's going to be all right. For him, he's like, I'm trying to follow the rules. And I'm supposed to get out of here, and then he's told, no one's getting out of here. Right. You're an idiot. You think getting out of here. I can't leave because the only way we know how to leave, I can't do. Right. But I'm going to do it for everybody else. Yeah. Because it, it, it's a, the big thing when Andrew turns, like, it has to be you. You're the one. You're the leader. Yeah. And they're they're not going to listen you. to me. They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen to him. It's got to be you. And he's able to get on there and just basically implore everybody to do the, the thing that he can't do. Mm. He doesn't get to escape. He's going to die one way or the other. Right. But he's going to die saving everybody else. Was it agent agent of the empire? It was one of them that was agent of the empire? Did that follow in? Uh, ISP? That was one of the last. No, that was. Um, that was the spy one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the one. It was. It was James Bond in Star Wars. Yeah, the blonde. Out of like dude. sixty million planets and everything, he runs into Han Solo. <laughs> like, wait a minute! There's like nine billion planets in this fucking galaxy. What are the odds he's on a freaking planet and he's running down the running down an alley and he ends up on uh running into Han Solo? Boy. I think that's the uh I think that's the um Wasn't he an ISB agent though? He was working for the ISB, yes. Blonde haired guy who's real short. Yeah, it was, guy. It was, it was yeah. Daniel Craig's James Bond. All right. Okay, that's his, his character reminds me of uh Oh, no. his, his character basically turned into a rebel at the end. No, he was just dude. having fun and doing. No, <laughs> that is not, not the same. It wasn't movie. that character. No. Okay. I've got to figure it out, but it's going to drive me nuts. So I have to bring it up on a different show. Um, 
is where we all get text messages at two o'clock in the morning. This is where I have an aneurysm until I find it, and then no, we already tried that. And then Mikey let you out of it with Griner. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Jesus, you didn't even say anything like you usually I've do. I've been saying all the dude, when he struggles, just stop, <laughs> just let it go. Oh, we almost had the kid eating dog food. Like, let the head <laughs> right onto the. Just we'll just do it. Just sit there. And get, yeah, we'll call CSI afterwards. They'll look at the blood spatter on the wall. What happened? He was trying to remember Devastator, and his head fucking exploded. Uh, that was still good. <coughs> I thought you were gonna jump out of the car. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's not as good as Mulatto. Mulatto. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the year too. <laughs> That's what yeah, it's Agent of the Empire. It's it's not he had the first book. The it, first book. He's like Aiden Cross or something. First book, you do the comic. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's a very hard hard edged ISB agent. He's not at the beginning. He is this is not not, really. not in the sense where she's completely by the book. Everything is by, but no, her she is she's circumventing the rules and playing the game because she believes in the empire so much. She's sort of like what Cyril was supposed to be, right? Cyril's like, if we just did what I'm telling you guys to do, we would have done the right thing. What she's saying is, you guys are idiots. I'm the one that figured out that there's a network of people that are stealing these parts. I'm the one that figured out it's not just a person on this planet that's stealing it to sell it. They're stealing it to give it to. Krieger and Guerrera and whoever this other right. guy is. There's more to it. There's, there's a network. That's that's her whole thing. And she has to circumvent all the other... She's the one that's surrounded by... This is the hit the time to hit the surrounded by idiots. That's what she is. She's like, all of you guys in this council thing, you're idiots. Right. Look at what I'm putting together and you guys can't figure it out. And she's ruling... I don't see Aiden Cross or whatever torturing a woman for a week and a half for no goddamn reason or whatever. Sure. You know she is she is brutal. I did I did think that Cyril's going to be the first serial killer in the Star Wars universe. When he first sits down with his mom and he's eating the cereal, mm. there's just I, I wanted him through so my stuff, bad. I can tell. I was like, I'm sitting there watching this, going, I can write. I'm seeing a whole story in his in my mind. But the ISB is trying to track down you know just a off the wall story from Star Wars. It doesn't have anything to do with the rebellion. It's just everyday life. You know. They're trying to track down a serial killer, and it's him. He has that look. You know, it he, is. He, I did not like the look of that guy. When he's doing the bureaucratic job, it's just like... He's also drinking <laughs> a nice, a nice uh, bottle of Chianti. The way, it, the way it is with his mom, you know, that his whole dichotomy with too. the mom. Oh, the mom that mom's voice is cast. just like... Oh, my God. Yeah. It, I said it's the first Jewish relationship, mom-son relationship in the Star Wars universe. Because that's just total, you know, it's just so creepy. I was like, this would be a great, you know, serial killer story. Like he, you know, Jack the Ripper type. Dahmer. Yeah, Dahmer. You know, you could see, but you could see him playing, you know, being that, just the look of the actor alone. Yeah. And the way he plays that character. What if he is Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> I wanted, I was going to end it on that, but I don't want to end it on. <laughs> what if he was Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> Um, was there anything else that we were missing? Because there was a lot that was going Probably. on. Probably. <laughs> but we've been recording for like nine hours. Mm-hmm. Like an hour <laughs> break in between so we could go get another Pepsi. <laughs> Rockstar wasn't enough. Um, 
You'll be wired till like three in the morning. <laughs> Comic book news. We tried to do this last week. I was going to do it last week, and then well, you no, cut it off. Justice League welcomes a new uh, Wonder Woman. Is that what I hear? I don't know. I don't pay attention to there's a lot gonna of There's going to be a new Wonder Woman, and she's African-American. There's, like, there's four. African-American? There's Af- what's African-Amino? <laughs> she's an acid in your body? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't you think have, anyone caught that. The, the younger one from Future State, uh, the Queen Queen Nubia is has sort of the same powers. Diana's... Still dead, I think. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. And DC Comics is screwed up as DC Films. Yes. And they never print soft covers. I mean, I've I have barely read. I've read some of the... He's the only books I'm getting are Wonder Woman, Detective, and Batman. And I haven't read Batman since Tom King left. All right. I love your little hand signals there. I know. I was trying to be producing as well, but, you know. You might want to learn ASL. I really want to. I really want. I want to just because I want to. Just go do it. It's stopping you. Don't let your dreams be dreams. (laughs) Make your dreams. Wow. Come true. On that one, we have to wrap it up. Don't let your dreams be dreams. From the mouth of Ethan. Don't let the dreams of going to any of the websites he's about to tell and actually see any sort of content there. So anyways, we're going to wrap things up. Anyways. So anyways, make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram is Nerdables. Your phone in it. So for Chris, Ethan, and Mikey, I'm already saying we'll talk to you next time. You should have known it's like for me and Ethan, but not Mikey. This is...